The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. You're never gonna make it, you're not good enough There's a million other people with the same stuff You really think you're different, and you must be kidding Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it It's impossible, it's not probable, you're irresponsible Too many obstacles, you gotta stop it, yo You gotta take it slow, you can't be a pro Don't waste your time no more Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove I'm gonna make my move, I'm gonna make All right. Well, I guess we'll get this thing started solo today On my own with no co-host Duvet However, I do have a lovely guest in John Rotolo Hola. How's Hola. it going, man? Uh, so, it's going. Uh, one, but two, Jason, thank you for inviting me on this show, dude. I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, man. I, I truly appreciate it, man. You know, coming in clutch. I would have done it solo, but yeah, you know what? It's all fun. Hell yeah. Better to see my lovely face, right? Yeah, oh, of course. And then I put um, out some well, gimmicks for us in the future here, just in case I want to say... Yo, buddy. <laughs> hey, I'm all in. Uh, today we are brought to you by GHU Game Station. Um, with the weather being miserable outside and it's still raining here in western New York, some for some reason in the middle of January, uh, their game station has heat. Doors are always closed. And if you're having a party for kids, you don't have to have them coming in and out, kicking their shoes off, kicking mud all over the walls, whatever. Uh, make sure to get a hold of them for your events, parties. It doesn't matter. They're they're there around everywhere. Uh, they have a GHU Madden tournament at 87 Buff this weekend. Uh, tomorrow, uh, well, Saturday, January 21st. Um, but yeah, make sure to get a hold of them on Facebook, GHU Game Station, or you can get them online at GameHeadsUnited.com. So what's up, cuz? What up? What up? Chilling, bro. And what a great sponsor. I mean, I don't want to cut in on your little ad there, but uh, no. Gamehead United, man, that is a pimp, pimp company, dude. Great, uh, great fun for the kids. Great fun for me, really. You know what I'm saying? And- yeah, we. Uh, I just um, did a little thing with BJ last, no, two weekends ago. Was it last weekend or two weekends ago? And uh, Man, he's really got a good thing going. He's great with, you know, the kids. Like, we did a kid's birthday party, man, and it, he, we were in there beating kids and maddened, and I made a kid rage quit. He made another kid rage quit uh, while they were talking smack. So, you know, it's all fun, man. It, yeah. it really is. It, it's a blast. And then, like I said, with the tournament this weekend, that's that always gets spicy. So they, they know how to do their thing, man. Adults adults were in there playing uh, retro racing games, man. He's got everything. So nice. it's it's a lot of fun. I was yeah. just saying, the fact that he lets you near kids, that means he's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know. Um, but, yeah, so, hey, we got a banger of a card this weekend, I think. I see a lot of people hating on it. I thoroughly enjoy this card. Now, are they hating on it just because of the main fight? Or are they hating uh, on the whole card? Yeah, well, they're kind of hating on the whole thing. Um Everyone wants Shogun to retire. They figured he would have retired by now, but he's having his retirement fight tomorrow. Well, Saturday. Tomorrow. We'll take that. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So he's he's finally got his retirement fight tomorrow. Um, then, I mean, everyone's sick of seeing Figueredo versus Moreno, right? They fought four times in a row. Yeah. Um, which, Who in my own opinion, I think 
uh, I'm a huge Brandon Moreno fan. Uh, I think Figueroa's just a giant baby. He's always got something just, I don't know, ridiculous something to say. Wrong. Yeah, something, uh, something always like gets yeah. under his skin. He's crying about something. Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't. I personally think Moreno should be up on the uh, the count there. I think he got ripped off a couple times, but you Listen. know, I think he should be three and zero personally. Really? But hey, what all am I going to do? You know, won. you said all. Oh three. yeah! Wow! Yeah! Wow. Yeah! That draw was bullshit. No, I don't know. I just I think he takes it home, and I hope this is the end of it. I know Figueroa said he wants to move up. Because he looks like shit. I don't know if you caught the weigh-ins, but he looks like shit. No, I didn't catch the weigh-ins. He what's the I mean, he looks in great shape. He's got a he's got six pack and all that, but like his skin's all wrinkly, his face is all drawn in, like he just looks fucking terrible. Well, who looked worse than Conor McGregor coming in at one thirty five or one forty five? He was like Figuierto, man. Really? Yeah, he looks he looks bad. Well, I got to check that out then because he, like, I used to look at Connor and be like, this dude looks like he's on the verge of death, like sunk yeah. in face, everything. So this is what he looks even like. Even Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan even said, because um, he's obviously not there for this because it's overseas, but even he commented on it and was like, he looks like he's dying. He doesn't look, um, he just doesn't look right. And, and if you look at him, he definitely Definitely doesn't look right. He just looked like I said. He looks wrinkly. His skin just—you could tell he's dehydrated. And it's just—it's—it's it's not good. Well, let me ask you this: What is your feeling on the weight cut? Do you feel if you could cut as much weight, so be it, and do it, or do you feel that there should be no cuts and everybody kind of fighting within their weight limit? I mean, I personally, I'm against weight cuts, um, just because I know how bad they are for your body. One, as a fighter, you're already destroying your body, right? Liver kicks, head head kicks, punches, the whole nine. None of that's good for the body in any way, shape, or form. Um, but to even put your body through what you're putting it through prior to that is no good either. Dehydrating the hell out of yourself and and pushing your body to have, you know, 1% body fat so you can step on the scale. I mean, none of it's good at all. Do you have a thought um, on what you would do to have it to where you could to where they couldn't cut weight? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's yeah. nice to say and make it a rule, but how do you stop it? That? That's the thing. It's cause like we sit here and we talk about boxing, right? And boxing has boxing has way too many weight classes, way too many different champions. Like every three and it's, pounds. <laughs> even like for me, yeah, even for me, it's hard to sometimes even like understand. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't even know what weight this guy's fighting in because I, I don't know if he's super lightweight, lightweight, over mega lightweight. I don't know what the fuck he's in. Like, <laughs> I know he's a lightweight, but I don't know if it's super. I don't know if it's right. I, you know what I mean? I just don't. So to me, I hate to say add more weight classes, but at the same time, I feel like um, my the way I would do it is I would have like 170, 175. And those fighters can kind of go back and forth in between each other, you know, 165, 170, but there should be a championship weight, which should be like 173. Cause if you oh. come in at 175, you can drop two pounds. If you come in at 170, you should be able to gain, you know, three pounds. You know what I mean? So like let them fight at 170, 175, but if for the championship, you got to come in at 173 or 
172 and a half or something like that, you know, in the middle. I love that. So you um, have a weight class, basically every five pounds, but only every only one champion have a championship. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So like in a sense of like, if you fight at 170, you can be the champ of 170, you know, 170, 175 and 165, because you can drop down to 168. You can go up to 173 and that's only five pounds. Boom. You know, you're not drop. You're not fighting at 185 or 190 and then you know you want to go down and fight at 170 it's like okay 20 pounds is is kind of crazy dude this is the best suggestion i've heard you might want to give uncle dana a call and fucking <laughs> let him know over there would, would love to i would love because to give I, uncle dana a call and be like hey right i've heard the whole thing where add more weight classes but i never heard where you add weight classes, but then you have championship weights, uh, you know, that you would get the belt for. Like, that's a great yeah. idea. But it's well, this still... is the thing that, like, always. No, but... I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's still, if you I... think about it, it's not going to alleviate the weight cut. It'll just make it so. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just have guys like, if you have a guy that just wants to strictly fight 170 and doesn't want to go up to 175, he can still meet the guy at 175 if that's who he wants to fight. Right. Because the guy at 175 drops two pounds, you gain two pounds is what it is. Right. You know, he doesn't have to drop five pounds to fight you. You don't have to gain five pounds to fight him or, or vice versa, you know, or or even if you do 170 and 180 and the championship weight is 175. Right. Right. What's five pounds? Um, I guess if you really thought about it, too, thing. like if you were to like, what is the now? What's the point of not having a, a weight class, a championship every five pounds? Like, what's the argument against that? Because to me, if you have it every five pounds, you would almost kind of negate the weight cutting because, you know, what? How, many, what, how much weight would you be cutting? Five pounds, you know what I'm saying, to get down yeah. to your weight? So it's like, and then if people wanted to have multiple belts and multiple classes, well, you would see they could probably only do three different weight classes or or maybe the tops four because yeah. that's 20 pounds right there so yeah. you kind of see ish what they're doing and then of course with the hydration but i don't see the argument of not having more more belts and more and more weight classes i don't just don't see what what would be the what would be wrong with it but personally somebody up top, they have somebody up top thinks there's a problem with it because they don't do it yeah so on a personal level i think that like um with having all these weight classes, right, like boxing, is even in boxing you see people stick with one championship weight class, right? And then they kind of they kind of float around, like I said, the super lightweight, lightweight, whatever. Um, and then they stay right there, and then they kind of make the – if they're, they're title holders of both, they kind of make the classes stagnant because – now they're picking and choosing and who they want to fight. Right. right. And now you defend one and it's like, okay, if I defend the super lightweight, now I get called out by another super lightweight that puts the lightweight title on even now a longer hold. Right. right. Because training camps are, you know, six to eight weeks. Um, so already there, you're looking at a month and a half, two months for that. Then yeah, recovery no time recovery, after right. that fight. Yeah. Then after the recovery fight, like, because if you go five rounds, you're guaranteed to have a recovery. Um, then it's like, so even if your recovery is, is that a rule? Or you're so just saying like that, 
did you ever watch our um interview with uh Jared Vandera? Uh that was the the MMA guy that you had on like two Yeah, the weeks ago. the heavyweight fighter. Yeah, I didn't watch the yeah. whole thing. I'm like 10 minutes in. Okay, so when we were talking to him, I asked him like what's the protocol after a fight? And he was telling us that um you know, you get seen by the medical doctor and they automatically write you out as like, you know, they automatically write you out for an X amount of time. Right. Then they evaluate you for concussions, uh, internal damage. Like, do you have a laceration on? If you took eighteen body kicks, do you have a laceration on your liver? Is all your intestines intact? Um, he's not even sure how uh, Waldo Costa was able to fight. Of, I think it was a month later, because he inflicted more damage on Costa, and right. Costa couldn't even walk. He was walking out of there on crutches, and they cleared him to fight like three weeks later, but they had Jared Vandera out for like two and a half months, three months. Hmm. And so he said that it's kind of bullshit and that, you know, they kind of, uh, they like dictate, they kind of pick and choose a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, so that's the thing, right? Is if you just fought for this, you know, the super lightweight and you defended that, but now your recovery time, even as a champ, say your recovery time is three months. Now, okay, three months, but now the next guy challenges you to super lightweight. It's like, what do you do, right? Because the guys over at the UFC are going to say, well, what makes more money? This guy that just called you out as super lightweight or the next guy at lightweight? And now it kind of puts stale it's staleness on one title because so you got you had a month, two months, say eight weeks training in camp, had the fight. Now you're out another three months. Now you come back and they say, okay, you're fighting super lightweight. Now you have another two-month training camp. You have that fight. And now say the doctor says, yeah, you can go in a month. But still, I mean, you're what, two months, five months. Yeah. Another, you know, you're at seven months already. Long time. And the, light, the lightweight title is still sitting there in your hands. And it's like, okay, so that guy has to wait. We have to wait seven months now for like a lightweight title fight. You know, so like for me, that's kind of the way I view it is like if we have weight classes every five pounds and you have a guy that holds four titles one of those titles is held on on the burner for or, you know uh, yeah he could defend it three a title three times and three different ones but that means one title is going to be held off for, for what yeah, a, uh, year, a year and a half <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i'm saying so that's why i mean it could work but at the same time i just feel like it, it doesn't well then you could also then with that of course you're not going to want to put the you can only be a double champ thing on there, but if if it's really for the weight cut, you're not going to be able to cut twenty pounds of weight healthily. Like you, you know, if, no. you're, if you're if you're going to lose five pounds through diet and stuff, you could do that without cutting weight. But if you're trying to, you know, so they could make it to where you can't range that far into weight classes because you would be cutting weight at that point. If yeah. that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. No, I agree to like the whole the double, yeah. Because you you could say, well, listen, you're only allowed to go up to here, and if you want to go past this, then you have to relinquish these, right. and you have to stay here and fight X amount of fights here, and then you can go up if you want. Um, I could see that. At the same time, it would be cool to see somebody hold like four different belts at once. You know, but Amanda at the Nunez. same time, I think what, yeah, oh yeah, for <laughs> sure, she would just wipe it out. Yeah, I I I don't know. Her and Shevchenko would fucking. That's who we'd see fighting each other all every the time. Every weight class, every weight class would be them. You know, they would literally be Figueredo Moreno too. Just yep. they'd have four fights in a row and be like, "All right, <laughs> who's next?" You know, and 
unfortunately for them, there is nobody next. They can call <laughs> up whoever they want. There's nobody next. Um, but with the weight cut stuff, it's just like, you know, it would be cool to see someone hold four belts. But at the same time, they could make it to where, like, okay, if you want to hold four belts, then, you know, the guy you're challenging wants two of them. Oh, shit. Fight them this, for those two. This is for two of those it, weight classes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if he doesn't want to drop all the way. So, say this guy is fighting at, like, middleweight, right? Say he's fighting, I don't know, say he's fighting at 190, and we're going, you know, every every five pounds. So, say this guy fights at 190, but he's only willing to go down to 180, right? So, he wants the belt for 185, 180. He doesn't want it for 175 and 170 because he's not going to go that low. Right. He wants those two belts, so we're fighting for those two belts. That Hold means we're going to fight at the middle ground of, you know, we'll fight at 183. See, Fuck that's why right I in like, the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. That's why I kind of like that is because there's so many different avenues you could take with it, and it's not just – I love love UFC, the best organization in the world, but it gets a little repetitive and similar with, you know, every fight yeah. if you just – kind of took out the names and stuff, it all looks the same. You know what I'm saying? There's not yeah. like, oh, a surprise here. Not like, oh, he's throwing the BMF belt on the line and his 170-pound belt on the line. Like, that shit is cool that you could do stuff like that. So it would make it yeah. a little bit more exciting, I think. I hate the fact that they made that BMF belt, and it's non-defendable. Like, come on. Right. At, right. At, listen, at the time, was Jorge the BMF? Sure. Right? I think that was the best fight made. But now looking at it, like that BMF title, Jorge should have to put that up. Yeah, well, who would it go to? Fucking Kamza at this point? I'm just saying, I just, at this point, though, I think it should be a fan's choice, right? Like yeah. NBA All-Star Weekend, they're all voted in by fans. Fuck it. Why don't we get to, why don't the fans get to vote a card for like UFC All-Star Weekend? Like we all no. get to pick fighters from every weight class, and that's the matchup we want to see, you know? Like, that's fucking brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, why, why can't, why can't fans vote on a fight card? That you right. know how sick that would. You know how many people would probably be like, "Holy shit!" I, you telling me that the top two fighters get the fight, or even right. the top four, you can make a whole ass weight, you can make a whole ass card out of it. And then, I mean, yeah, obviously people are gonna pick like, you know, Stipe versus John Jones, and right. you know they're gonna want to see, you know, the, I would say, you know, Francis isn't there anymore, but Ty Tuivasa would probably went- be up there. They probably would have Francis and John Jones. That's like the everybody was dying for that. Yeah, but I think like at this point, you would see a big mix up because people are going to want to watch people that are fun. Like you're going to see Patty on there. Um, you'd probably see Kai Kara France because a lot of people love Kai Kara France, myself included. Um, what, what are you, you know, you would probably, I can't fucking stand him. But do you, do you at least see his skill as skills as a fighter? And think that if Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman wasn't there, he is that champion. No, no, I think Leon beats him. No, I think Leon's. I, I'm listen. As much as like when that whole thing happened between Jorge and Leon, um, fucking what five years ago, six years ago, where Jorge punched him in the face in the back of the um press room. What after How have a I not fight? Seen that? Yeah. Oh, you never heard about this? Is like five years, six years ago. Jorge Masvidal punched him in the face. Leon Edwards. And yeah, and like that was like the biggest fight to be made. But then Leon hit that rocky road of like being injured, this and that. And then it was like, 
now Jorge's, I'm not going to say washed, but Jorge's just, he's been getting manhandled by Usman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Covington fight and Usman, you know, the two Covington fight and Usman's fight, I mean, those were beatings he took, dude. I mean, he don't, he gave oh, some, yeah. he gave some, but he took it bad, dude. Yeah. That one where he got it, I think it was the second fight where he got his jaw broken and it was fucking just, they were swinging and banging and just Usman is just that dude. I mean, you know, you look, even though he's not the champ right now, um, and this is no shot at Leon, but like that head kick was just, it was, it was a failure on Usman's side to not see it, like to not right. see that coming. It was a mistake um, on Usman's part. It was, but it was also a very solid kick by Leon. Like it was great. It was a great tactic. He right. did hide it obviously, but it was like, you could almost see he was looking for that shot. Yeah. And he was waiting for Usman to not recognize it. And it just happened right at the perfect time. So it's no shot at Leon. Leon knew what he was doing. He's a very, his very good fight IQ. Um, yeah. With that being said, though, I mean, Usman was beating the shit out of him the whole fight. You know, you take that head kick away. Leon probably lost that fight. There's probably a 10-8 round in there somewhere. Yeah, there was definitely a 10-8 round there. There was definitely a 10 8 round. You know, because there were time, there were rounds where Usman was just fucking teeing off on him, just doing everything, and Leon couldn't do shit. Um, it, it seemed like a, a, he was like a, a, um, a second behind or like a skill set off or something. But yeah. But, you know, that fifth round, the uh, John and Nick, I forget what he said, but he was like, it's not in Leon's Edwards' best interest to ever give up. He goes for like broke right now. And then yeah. he said that bong. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I love what Leon said. He goes shotgun bang or something. Like he he was planning that shot the whole fight. Yeah. Missed it a couple times, and then there what thirty seconds left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, them things come out of nowhere. Um, so you got Usman Pereira. on round two on Leon Edwards Usman two. You got yeah. Usman for sure. I, I'm a. I listen. I'm a sucker for the uh, the Nigerian Brotherhood right there, and I'm sad that Francis is now gone. But I'm on the I'm on the Izzy Izzy Usman train, man. And boys, they're just different. But what about Pereira in that last fight with Izzy? Well, yeah. I mean, so when you look at that, I mean, that was Izzy's fight too. There was no question. Izzy was if that went to decision, there was no question that oh. Pereira won that fight. No, so that, that's just another one where Izzy Izzy went in that last round hard headed, and I understand it because it's just like, man, this dude's been riding my dick, fucking forever now since you know he knocked me out twice in the fucking um, kickboxing, and it's like now, it's like all right, I know I've I'm beating him. Let me go out there and try and knock him out. And prayer has power. There ain't nothing to that. Right. And Izzy just didn't respect it the way he should have. But I think if they meet up a second time, that's Izzy's fight. It better be. And Izzy better pick up that ground game, dude, because when, when that fight went down to the ground briefly, they both looked like they didn't belong in the UFC and that they were amateurs. Oh, like the, yeah. It was kind of like that scramble was crazy. Yeah. Well, I was kind of shocked. I mean, well, Izzy's not really a wrestler. I mean, we've seen that, right? He has okay, like, takedown defense. And, like, when you get him on the ground, he's pretty quick to get him back up and stuff. His defense. But, uh. Yeah, but like Pereira trains with Glover. How the fuck is your wrestling that bad? Right. I, you know, I, I mean, obviously not everyone wrestles and not everyone out of Brazil wrestles or does BJJ or whatever, but like you figured he would have had, he knew he got into the UFC. 
You figured at that point, you knew who you were chasing down. You figured you would have been like, hey, Glover, everything from here on out is all wrestling, all, wrestling. all Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yep. whatever. I need a, I need a ground game because yep. if he has a ground game, he beats Izzy. Oh, and it's just that. It, listen, after the that dude's just big as fuck. There ain't nothing to it. That yeah, man is massive. Weight class. He's he. If he knew how to wrestle, it would have been Izzy versus uh, Jan Blahovich all over again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he would have just laid on him, pounded him on the ground. And that would have been the fight. True. It probably would have went to decision because Izzy's got a good chin. Um, it probably would have went to decision, and that would have been it. You know, he would have won by decision, but he did another thing where he just, like I said, went out there and just wanted to knock him out to get him off his coattails and exactly ended up the opposite way. It was just funny to see for that, you know, for that uh, title shot to see two guys go on the ground. And I was like, they don't know where to place their hips. They don't know leverage. Like, no. They're literally <laughs> fucking around. I was like, that's no, bitch. If you get a yeah, real- I, I enjoyed watching them on the ground. I'm going to be honest. Because it made me, I'm like, damn, like, two pro UFC fighters don't even know what the fuck they're right, doing. <laughs> right. Like, if you got uh, a Khabib I, on, uh, on Izzy, um, I don't care if he's got the pounds on him or what. He, he's going to fucking murder him because he won't be able to get off seven the Seven seconds. Yeah, that's in and out. That's, yeah. that's what the easiest paycheck of Khabib's life. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. But at the same time, like I don't know, I'm I'm big on the on them two boys, so I'm I'm cool. Well, let's I want to see them back on top. Let's hope they got uh, they're the underdogs. Technically, I mean, we'll see what those betting odds are when they go to it. But what do you I think? think the- I think Usman's going to line up as the favorite. I think so too. I don't see Izzy as the favorite in this one, though. No, just solely based off of the power of Pereira, and which because. Is great. Izzy wasn't that much of a favorite in this in this third fight, their first fight in the UFC. Like he was a favorite, but it wasn't no. by that much. No. Um, and that's solely because I mean, at the end of the day, my one of my favorite fighters in the UFC right now is Yuri Prohashka. And I mean, the dude had two fights in the UFC, came in, won the title, and unfortunately he went to go defend it and he's what, injured. What weight class is that? Heavyweight. He's oh, the one who took it from yeah, Glover. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he had that nasty shoulder injury. He was supposed to be the one fighting Glover. Uh two months ago. Glover was supposed to fight think two Fury yeah, again. Yeah. Um Oh, Glover supposed to fight was supposed to fight Yuri. Yuri got the shoulder injury. Glover pulled out and then it was Jan Blahovich versus um uh, sorry, not heavyweight, light heavyweight. Right. Um, then it was Jan versus Ankalev, and then they ended in a draw, so nobody got the title. Which so is now crazy, it's Glover dude. versus Jamal Hill tomorrow for the light heavyweight title. Which what did you think Glover should draw? have been the first one in there, anyways? Um, I don't. It was a terrible fight, so yeah. I'm glad it ended in a draw. Neither of them deserved to be champion after that fucking shit show. Agreed. I was gonna say you probably spoke <laughs> about it on your show already, but that was fucking nuts, dude. And then. Right, that was the interview where he basically said, yeah, I lost. They should have gave it to him at the end. And then a couple of days later, he watched it and said, like, no, I won that shit. Yeah. Uh, nobody won that fucking fight. The fans yeah. lost that fight. The, fan, the fans lost their money. 
Them guys, yeah. Even Dana White was like, I'm fucking embarrassed. Yeah. How do you have a I mean, we've seen I, I just to me, like if it would have ended in a draw and them guys would have went to war and they would have been bleeding or not, not even bleeding, they would have just went to war and just been fucking fine, like cool. But I mean, we all see what Ankalev can do, and we all see what Jan can do. So why so now all of a sudden you guys step up and it's just like your fights just do you guys fight like you've never fought before? I, I don't know. I what get you it. You have to about? respect another person. Is that what it was? I think they they're just so both respect? afraid of each other. Yeah. I, I think I think Ankalev was afraid of Jan's power, and I think Jan was afraid of his wrestling. And I think they just I don't know. I think they kind of just overcompensated, like, okay. Too much. I'll throw a jab here. I'll try and throw a shoot, but Jan, you know, shot it down. I'm dodging his punches. It's like two guys fighting there, you know? I, Not to uh, jump to something crazy, but I have to bring it up. What did you think about Rose Thug Nama Yunus's last fight with, um, the hell is her name? <laughs> the Spanish uh, girl. It was like, it was five rounder, but it was like, um, they a barely. Fucking terrible touched. fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Rose is in her own head. I think it's time for her to be done, personally. It, it, I mean, because she should, she technically looks like she could have a lot more fight in her, but she looks like something mental is going on upstairs. Yeah, and I think what a lot of people, I'm just Googling to see. Um, what the girl's I name was? Yeah, because uh, I'm just fucking drawing well, yeah. a blank on it. And uh, uh, also throw a wig uh, bag on her. She was a hottie. I mean, to be honest, though, after she shaved her head is when she became the fucking... The bomb, yeah, the everybody knows. Crazy person she is. Uh, Carla Esparza. There it is. Yeah, and then Carla Esparza got fucking smoked. But Esparza wanted to bang. It was definitely Rose that was making this stupid defense fight and making it yeah. like so they were dancing. It, it, it's, it's tough because, right, as, as going in as the underdog, you know, you're not the champion. You kind of have to respect the champion, right? You have to respect. They're there for a reason. They either have really good wrestling, really good striking, or both, like Valentina, right? Like, you're not going to go in there and just try and take her fucking head off because, well, you're just, it's it's not going to work. Uh, your shit's going to be rolling across the octagon. Yeah. Uh, but with Rose, I mean, Rose is a good fighter, but you can kind of go at her, right? She has good power, but she's not going to knock you out in one shot. No. So I think for me, like Asparza should have jumped in, ran her down and thrown punches and made her feel like, oh, shit, I have to fight back. I just don't think Rose didn't feel threatened, so she didn't do nothing. Yeah, I see that, too. But it seemed like, you know, Asparza was trying to, but Rose was just very good at doing the dance and evading and, you know, the money Mayweather bum rushed her and fucking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. and you throw in wildly, wildly, like that was like the only way to get something sparked. But she was just fucking yeah. defensing and dancing. Yeah, and and I say it like it's easy, but it's not because if the second Esparza would have done that and blew her gas tank, Rose would have just jumped on top of Dominated. her, and that would have been the fight. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what Rose was banking on too. Her gassing herself out, chasing her around, but Esparza has a really good gas tank, and she didn't funny. really get gassed out. And I think Rose just was kind of like, "Fuck, there goes my game plan." Yeah, it doesn't look like then, uh, 
Esparza would have that gas tank, but she's got it. You know, she's not. Yeah, she's got a really good gas tank. Most people don't know that. Same with the Diaz but, brothers. You're like, they're not so, they don't look so healthy that they would have this great gas tank. But then all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah. While we're on the, the, the term of the Diaz brothers, you know who Diego Sanchez is? Yeah. Used to fight in the, the UFC a long time ago. Beat, beat, uh, yeah, beat, uh, no. Didn't he have a hammer on his back? No. Diego Sanchez had like no, a that's, Thor hammer. Does he have? I don't know if he has a hammer on his back. I don't think so. I think that's Tiago Santos. Oh, there you go. Uh, Diego Sanchez has like a red like cross on his shoulder. Um, I think he's. I don't even know what his nationality is. Uh, but he beat Nick Diaz fucking forever ago. And uh, he called out Nate. In the bare knuckle fighting scene. Oh, this just happened. Yeah. Or he um, just called out Nick. Or Nate. Yeah. He called out Nick and said, You have to come defend your brother. <sighs> Bro, I I'm pretty sure he fought Nick back in like two thousand one. <laughs> when Nick was on um, when Nick was the man, the myth, the legend with his army. Yeah. Uh what what fucking year was it? UFC was well, fucking oh sorry it was the Ultimate Fighter two so in two thousand five oh okay and now he's Nick. calling out he that was Nick he beat oh okay and now he's calling out Nate saying oh you have to come defend your brother's honor because I took out one Diaz brother I want the other it's like listen I get it sure you beat him in two thousand five <laughs> but we're talking about Nate fucking Diaz in a bare knuckle fight. Uh, I know you want to see that, but I do not want to see that. Nate Diaz can take way too much of a beating and still like be alive that I don't want to see him get punched without gloves on because see, I think the BKFC would be different. I don't think, I mean, obviously he's going to bleed, but I personally think that with the way the BKFC is set up, you don't have to worry about being leg kicked. You don't have to be worried about getting True. taken down. You just have to worry about your stand-up. And I feel like Nate, if Nate, all he had to worry about was blocking his face and his head movement, I think he'd be okay. Yeah. Um. And then, like, the clinch game that they have, you can clinch and throw uppercuts. I feel like Nate knows exactly how to work the clinch game. He's a Brazilian. He's a Good black belt now, I think, Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist. Mm -hmm. So it's like. I think if it came to the clinch game, I think he'd be okay. I really do think he would do well in the BKFC. Um, and like I said, all he'd have to do is defend his face, and I think he'd, he'd be all right with that. But then there's the other half of me that's like, come on, Nate Diaz, block his face. He's going to let you punch him in the face while he right. storms at you and then fucking kills you because you're going to be shocked at how much blood is pouring out of his face right? You're gonna and how much blood is on your hands. You're going to think you just committed a murder. Exactly. But this guy's still on top of you, you know, just stumbling <laughs> forward. Like there's no, yeah, there's no stopping that dude. No, I, listen, I would love to watch him and Diego go at it personally, but Fair enough. I just won. I think Diego gets his ass beat. Uh, that's just, I think that's as simple as that. And I think he's just chasing a bag because the BKFC is, I, they didn't say the offer they threw at Francis. But they said it would make him the highest paid fighter across all combat sports. 
Well, so that's crazy because if they're ta- like Floyd Mayweather was like three hundred million for you know that contract. That's trade. what I'm saying. I don't know what the fuck they're throwing at him, but wow. I mean, first of all, I don't think Francis. Listen, I'm here. Here I am talking about watching Nate Diaz fight BKFC. I don't know if I want to watch another human being be punched in the face by a man who's known for hitting as hard as a fucking getting hit by a full car at, you know, max speed (laughs) with no gloves on. I mean, I I could just go downtown and have two crackheads fight over a sandwich and watch that shit happen. This bone right here, your orbital bone is like the second hardest bone in your body besides the femur in your leg. Francis hits you straight on with his fist to that thing. He's going to blow it into a million pieces. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, yeah, sure. Say they offer him, I mean, probably unrealistic number, but say they offered him like $500 million, right? Yeah, that's a great number. But at the same time, him as a person, does he want to go in there and punch somebody in the face and have an actual chance of killing somebody? Because he really does. When you sit there and think about it, like, yeah, we get it. They're other heavyweights, and they're used to being hit by guys with that kind of power. But at the same time, like, that's a whole different power. Yeah. That's not your average heavyweight. This guy is literally hitting people harder than anyone's ever been hit before. Right, knocking him into so, tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, do you really want to get hit by a guy like that with no fucking glove on? Probably not. And a lot of the people in the BKFC heavyweight scene even said, like, I don't want to fight him. Well, I wonder what so, kind of money they're pulling out over there because uh, Paige Van Zandt is not even doing it anymore. She's sticking to her OnlyFans because she was making so much money off of that. Fucking shit. Why not? Have you seen her OnlyFans, dog? Do not. Well, I would never pay for it, but there's, like, some page <laughs> that, like, gives you the, you know, like, free ones. You know, like, they have, like, yeah. all their shit listed for free. And my God, dude, she's fully naked. <laughs> <laughs> like gorgeous, like Paige Van Zandt yeah. is fucking gorgeous. And yeah, uh, I can't yeah. believe she went to BKFC, man. Try and get her face mangled up. Too pretty for it, for sure. But I mean, she's not she's not a great fighter, but she's an exciting fighter. If that yeah. makes sense, yeah. You know, like you, you watch her, like she's down to go to war. She's not going to run away, win or lose. She might get her ass beat, but guess what? She's there. She's, she's gonna there. she's gonna hand out an ass whooping with it, right? And I that's why I like I think that comes from her her husband. I fucking love that man. Yeah, what is his name? Austin Vander Austin Vanderforth Vanderforth. Sex life got to be crazy. Wow. Yeah, that dude is a fucking animal. Have you ever watched any of his fights? Um, like I I'm seeing him just because they've just been on a card that I watched, but not not paid attention. That fucking man is is unreal. Good. He is so. Oh yeah, he's really good. I mean, he. I think he's on a two fight losing streak. But like those two fights, the people. I mean, he was put to sleep, but the, uh, it was almost borderline. Both people were fucking sleeping. Wow. <laughs> wow. But he's like Nate. He could just take an ass whooping and bleed all over the fucking place, and you can't stop him. Yeah, and well, so he gets cut like like Nate does too. Uh, where where they bleed because I think Nate. Gets oh cut yeah, all that scar tissue and shit, right? Yeah, he just bleeds because he just takes fucking. He just eats punches while coming in at you. He'll he'll literally eat a fucking four piece and a side of fries and a large fucking <laughs> McDonald's sprite, and then before you know it, you're just getting pummeled in the face. But he ate every fucking shot you threw. Right. You know, he's coming uh, with the crave case. 
<laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's handing out a whole thirty pack. Yes, this sir. man is he's fun to watch, man. Um, in the Bellator scene, he's really got it made. But uh, I think that comes from him, though. I think you know he drives her to be better. If she wants to fight, they you know they spar together, they wrestle together. I would love to be Fuck. a fucking fly on that wall. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My God. Yeah. Paige, if you're listening, give me a call. And uh, <laughs> if I need to uh, fight your husband for one round, I'll, I'll do that even. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. He's a right? big dude. I, well, hey, I'll take w- one five-minute beating to bang his wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking send it, right? You know? Um. So, well, UFC 283, uh, main card, Glover versus uh, Jamal Hill, Figueredo versus Moreno, Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. This is one of my favorite fights on that card. Same. To be honest. Uh, Neil Magny is a, a very large underdog in this fight, and it's almost worth putting money on him because, uh, trust me, I love Gilbert Burns, but fuck, man. Those guys can bang, both of them. And Burns' last one was with uh, Kamza, right? <laughs> yeah, who put uh, who put him through like one of his toughest fights yet? Yeah, definitely. So I mean, I would even love to watch that fight again. To be honest, watch them go back back at it. Uh, I think this time um, uh, Kamza loses because Gilbert will take it down and uh, do a little bit more on that end. I think that's what I want to see is I really want to see them wrestle. Cause I want to see, like, obviously we just seen what Hamza did to, um, Oliveira. What? Yeah, that was insane. Right. Dude. I was not. So like, no, but like to me, it's just like Oliveira. Everyone's like, Oh, he's the best wrestler in the vision. I personally think Gilbert Burns is really, I do. Um, but with that being said, you know, everyone has their own opinion. Right. Uh, but if he went and did that to Oliveira, I would love to see them wrestle more on the ground. I'd, if they had a whole fight for five rounds on the ground, I wouldn't be upset about it because it's just going to be action-packed. Someone's going to be getting hit on the ground. They'll be rolling. They'll be doing the whole nine. It'll be, it would be an interesting um, role on the for ground sure. for sure. I like what uh, – what is it, 1FC or something or – one of these leagues are doing like, well, they have one round MMA, one round. Oh boxing. yeah, is it? Yeah, 1 that's FC? one FC. Yeah, that's fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah, I like. Uh, that was um like Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse versus uh Rod Tang. Yeah, where one one round was MMA, one round was Muay Thai, then yeah. MMA, the Muay Thai. Yeah, yep. that was cool. That's I like that cool. shit, man. Uh, yeah, that all that stuff is cool. Um, I. I I like that's why I like watching everything. You know, people are like, "Oh, one FC's boring." It's like, "How's it boring?" You watch literally these guys. One round is MMA. You have two guys out of two different complete backgrounds going at it, and it's like it favors nobody because you get one round of MMA, you get one round of Muay Thai. Right, and my whole thing can't is, beat that. You uh, people watch golf and baseball. This is way more exciting than any yeah. part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I'm a big fan. I like the PFL too because, uh, excuse me. Um, I like that they don't fight every. I mean, listen, I love having fights every weekend, like the UFC. But 
they're not trying to compete with the UFC. They're not trying to compete with Bellator. Right. They have just these, you know, two weekend tournaments, three weekend tournaments. So they have a tournament for, you know, middleweights. And it's Ooh. like they're on for three weeks straight, and then they take two months off, and then it's another tournament. Like, I, I think that's cool. I like that I like too. those little Grand Prix. Yeah. And I, it makes... I kind of wish the UFC would do shit like that, but then they'd be stealing, you know, everyone would be like, oh, you're stealing so-and-so's idea. It's like, fuck Yeah, but you. why Shut not, up. though? They have UFC Fight Night, UFC, the ranked ones, UFC fucking whatever. They could have a UFC, you know, random night where it's... Yeah, all- Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Why not? 100%. Yeah. Fuck the ranking system. I mean, let the ranking... Okay, that would be a fine. The ranking system is used... But have the ranking system use the seating. That's how the seating's done. Wherever you're oh. ranked is how the seating is done. And then that's how you come in. But if the one guy doesn't want to fight, then whoever's two goes up to one. Right. You know, like everyone moves. And then it doesn't affect the regular rating, ratings. But, like, if whoever's Less the injuries, number one ranked though. guy doesn't want to fight, then let him fucking not fight. Right. Then the next guy comes up. You know, it, it'll give opportunity for guys to shine. And then it's like, okay. Well, look at look at the fucking ten guy won the whole thing. Well, now he's gonna fight whoever to jump up in the rankings. Think about if you just did oh. two rounds, one round on the ground, first round stand up. That would be like so like for a matchup like Connor and Khabib, and Khabib. That would yeah. be like, whoa, let's see what the fuck happens. And we probably know exactly what would happen. Fucking round one, Khabib mauls him on the ground and then Round two, maybe Connor does a little bit better in the stand-up. <laughs> so the maybe. one thing that I really enjoyed was Bellator versus Risen. So Risen is like another uh, organization, fight order. And Bellator, they all their fighters were talking shit to Bellator fighters, like, oh, we're better than you, blah, 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 blah. Two organizations came together and said, we'll do Bell- a night where it's Bellator versus Risen. Boom. Bellator walked out 5-0. and oh. Nice. They all want. I think like, that's the closest. To... I think that's fucking cool. Hell yeah. I but, wish Uncle Dan would do that shit. Yeah, but who's he going to? Because really, though, there's not many people that come over. Like Michael Chandler came over, but yeah. not many people come from Bellator to the UFC and then kind of do stuff. It seems well, like it's a, kind of the opposite way. Right. A lot of people leave the UFC and go over there, but like, because you got Ryan Bader over there, you got fucking uh, Emilio uh, or Fedor, Emilio Chenko. Yeah, like you just get all these guys going over there, but like, but then you have some of these other guys that haven't come to the UFC or don't want to come to the UFC that still sit there and talk shit. It's True. like, so Dana, fucking, well, look at line him up. Ben Askren, he came in and got fucking. Masvidal fucking, fucking need this shit out of The him. worst fucking trade in history. Literally. I think the difference was is that they got him out of his prime. Like, if they would have got him five years earlier, it would have been a good trade. But I don't that, know, man. Trading fucking Mighty Mouse is never a good trade. That Mighty Mouse, who else was he going to fight? He's wiped out that division like I mean, many I, times. I get it, but now look at it, though. But right. now we got fucking... You know, right. look who we got now. We got Brandon Moreno and Figueredo fighting it out. On their four fights fight, in a row. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it sucks because we would have seen him versus fucking John Dodson 800 times. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even John Dodson's fighting bare knuckle. I, I don't know. It's just like, 
Cejudo's I don't coming know. back. <laughs> yeah, him versus that's actually on one of my talking points. Um, Sweet. But I just wanted to get to this fucking yeah, yeah, 283 card real quick. No, no, you're good. No, so who do you have over Glover versus Hill? So, as you know, I for some reason vote for who I like more, bet on who I like more, not yeah. on who I actually think is going to win. Uh, yeah. So, my, I'm going with Glover on this one. Okay. I'm, listen, I love Jamal Hill. But I have a feeling Glover's going to take him down and choke him out. Yeah. So I got I got Glover, Figueroa versus Moreno. I'm just going Moreno. What if he pulls out some of this nasty kickboxing that him and Pierre have been working on? Right, because they're like training partners now. Yeah, I don't know. I think if it comes to a kickboxing match versus Glover and Hill, I got Hill. Hill. But if it's an all-out MMA fight, I got Glover. I think Glover just take him to the ground. Glover's big as fuck. I hope so. Glover's I hope he huge. gets this, dude. It would be yeah. nice. I mean, I for a legacy, yeah, I want him to hold on to it, but I know his time is really coming to an end. I think he's like 45 years old now. Oh, for so sure. So his dude. time is, I don't know if I see him fight until 47, you know? Right. Like, like, so like I would like to see Hill win a younger champion that's going to hold it for a while, but legacy-wise, I think Glover has deserved it. Yeah. And you know, because he's held the top spot for fucking the 15 years he's been in the UFC. Agreed. <laughs> and you know, if it comes so, to the next number one or two uh, challenger after this, that's going to be a hard fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, but then, like, so then after that, we have Figueroa versus Moreno. I think I'm, I'm just going to be biased and go Moreno. I can't stand Figueroa. So I'm going I'll Moreno, never. So. Yeah. I think Moreno's a better fighter, anyhow. Overall, uh, Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. I'm gonna go Gilbert, but this fight can go either way. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go Neil only because I think uh, Gilbert has taken a a bit of punishment his last couple, so <coughs> I gotta see what he yeah. looks like after this. Uh, Lauren Murphy, Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade. I'm going Jessica. Andrade. Lauren Murphy. Okay. After her that last after that last fight, Murphy looked like shit. Uh Jessica Andrade is a fucking hurricane. So Yeah. And she's been uh, in the game then for we a have minute now. Andrade? Yeah. Yeah. They both have. Um and then Not... Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Oh my god. This is Johnny Walker from like fucking WEC Johnny Walker? <laughs> Uh, a new Johnny, Johnny this is Johnny Walker's been around for a minute. Yeah, for a minute. But is he from the WBC? I don't know. I think so, dude. Let me see. I can't see his face there. Oh no, 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 no. I would say I don't think so. But yeah, he's no. nineteen to seven professionally. Uh he's only been around since two thousand eighteen. Yeah, it's, I was thinking of a different. What is it? Uh, some Walker. Uh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. But him versus Paul Craig. Uh, after Paul Craig's last fucking debacle. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he did beat Nikita Kr- uh, Krilov. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I see him beating Johnny Walker. I think Johnny Walker is going to just fucking manhandle. So is this these picks that you put, this is where you're going to put your... um your dollar on the parlay? 
No, I do have bets after I talk about the card. I'm going to throw out. I have two two-leg oh, okay. parlays and an underdog fight. Yeah. Um, On the prelims, we got Shogun versus uh, Potiera. I wouldn't put my money on Shogun. Um, one, Shogun is older, doesn't really have it. Potiera is is fairly good. Um, and when no, you look right. at retirement fights, yeah, when you look at retirement fights, um, they don't have a, the people that are retired don't have a good record. They don't usually win. Yeah, um, like uh, Uriah Faber, Frankie Edgar, all the retirement. Yeah, players, right? except for Joanna uh, uh, Jacek, she lost her last fight. Uh, Cowboy lost his last fight. Like all these people that went out, you know, as of recent people, they none of them won their fights going out. So Matt Hughes, I would bet okay. against him. Yeah, uh, Gregory Rodriguez versus Bruno Ferreira. Uh, um, I'll probably go Rodriguez. Is that canceled? That one? Uh, did they cancel it? it I think so. Mm. Yeah, I think they just um looking at it now. Interesting. For some reason. I wonder if somebody missed weight or fucking. What the hell happened there? Oh no, he was supposed to fight Brad Tavares, and it was canceled. They got him a uh. Oh, they got the replacement. A sh- short fight, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, they got him on a. Uh, they found the sh- a short fight. Um, Tiago Moises versus uh, Malquizel Costa. I take Tiago. Pretty good pronunciation there, bud. Thank you. <laughs> I've been working. I've been staring in the mirror. You know, talking that one over for a while, so I didn't fuck that one up. Right. But Until don't I'm worry. Here, Wait till I'm you like... hear me have to say this other shit. Yeah, let me hear this. Uh, right after this one. So, Gabriel bon- Bonfim versus Monior Lazes. Oh, Lazes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, going I'm going Monior Lazes. Yeah, that's the French. I don't even know think. if that's how you say it. I'm just making it sound French. Monior. Yeah, it sounds French. That's for damn sure. But then, on the early prelims, we have Shamil Abderkakminov. Himov. Wow. <laughs> Shamil Abderkakimov. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I'll fuck it. I didn't study that one. I, that fuck that. I don't know. I'm just gonna call him Shammy. Shammy. Oh, uh, like versus Jelt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking Sham Wow versus Jelton Almeida. Um, Jelton Almeida is gonna be that dude. He's fucking nasty. Uh, I guess relatively young, 31. You don't know what's young yeah. anymore in the fight game. Like back in the day, 35 oh. used to be old. Now people. Are yeah, I was going to say 30, 35 used to be like a retirement age. Right. Now you see fucking Glover fighting at 46, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> so you know, but crazy. you see a lot of people going to their 40s. Most people don't even notice most of these like champions are 38, 39. Yeah. Like, um, um, Luan Lacerda versus Cody Stallman. Cody Stallman's going to win that. That dude's fucking nasty. I don't think I've seen him. Um, Ismail Bonfim versus T-Rex McKinney. Terrence okay. T-Rex McKinney. Uh, Terrence will win that fight. Terrence. I wouldn't bet against him. All day. That guy is. Yeah, that, that dude is is wicked. Um, And then just the last three fights, Worley Alos versus uh, Nicholas Dalby. 
Um, I'd probably take Worley. Is that Josiah Nunez versus Zara Farron Dos Santos? Is that Amanda's wife? No, I think uh, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's of relation, to be honest. Gotcha. Does is Amanda Nunez's last name spelled N U N E Z? No. I thought it was or is it E S? I think it is. is it? E-S. But it's got like that. I think the E's got a weird squiggly over it. I yeah, I don't think this is. I don't think this is her wife, to be honest with you. But however, uh, I when I look, because no, her wife retired, okay. like fucking months ago. I her last fight, her, she retired, I and she lost. Kissing some chick after the fight, but I just never really. No, she. Yeah, no. Her her wife was a a, a fighter, but in the UFC, but she um she retired a while ago, like a, probably last year. Probably didn't want to get beat by her one. wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Dos Santos here. Um, And then Saigon Oliver Oliveira versus Daniel Marcos. I'm going to take Daniel Marcos on that. Yay, undefeated too. Yeah. That guy is kind of nuts, honestly. I think fighting with an undefeated record is a lot of pressure on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you could easily be like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm undefeated, but you got to keep going, man. Right. Shit. Keep going undefeated, man. It feels good. Do you think Khabib's 30-0 is padded? Like, there's like 15 of those fights that didn't happen in Russia that they're talking about? (laughs) I mean, they can say whatever they want. I don't think anyone's trusting them over there at this point. (laughs) True. Yo, not So here's my... I wanted to ask you just quickly, uh, it is a little digression, but to watch what Ronda Rousey did for UFC for women, and then just to see how many holes were in her game, like, how the fuck were they not exploited way earlier? Like, did they just have all trash in there against her? Uh, She came in at the right time. Yeah. Uh, She came in at that time where the UFC was still stuck in the old way, but was still trying to figure out the new way. So the old way was just go in there, beat the shit out of the person as bad as you can and hope that you win or knock them out. Um, where the new way is more technical, more, um, more stylistic. Right. You know, you have to actually have a good mixture of both where wrestling and fighting, you know, uh, kickboxing or boxing or anything like that. And Ronda had both, and she was a new style fighter, and she came in and she knew how to beat the old school. And yeah. I think that's she came in at just that right time to stamp her legacy of like, okay, she came in, fucked everybody up that was old school, and then just torched everyone that was new school because all the people that were new school were too new right. for her style. You know, her style was a good mix of both, and I just don't think people knew how to do anything with it. But it seems like the Amanda Nunez's and Holly Holmes were out there. Was like the UFC not pulling them in on purpose to kind of fluff up her resume or because I think so. Yeah, I think something had to go there. Yeah, I think they were looking for a star at the time. And I think who better than Ronda Rousey, you know, sex icon of the UFC. Hell yeah. Um, You know, everyone was fantasizing over fucking posters everywhere. Yep. So, like, they kind of took her and just made her, like, this, you know, top-tier fighter, which I'm not going to take anything away from her. She's done unbelievable things, especially for the sport. But 
I definitely think the UFC helped with that in a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you just watch the way Holly Holmes dismantled her and then really Amanda Nunez, like, it was just, it looked like she didn't belong in there with them. Like, it was that much of a discrepancy. She's definitely came in and changed the game, though, for the women's. But I think Amanda Nunez and Valentina really fucking came in and, you know, put that fucking stamp on it. Like, hey, we're the ones who are changing shit around here. I think, like, Ronda heavily relied on her judo and then, you know, learned the arm bar. And then that's pretty much how she won every fight. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she didn't expand. Yeah. And those are good to do if you don't know how to defend against them. But once you do and once your stand-ups game is a little good, you know, you can throw that out real quick. And yeah. it seems. Yeah, it's just, like I said, she came in at the right time with her style. Her style was perfect for the time. Um, and and just, she ran through all the old school people, made them kind of be like, oh, fuck. Great. Now we got to go through this fucking young psychopath. <laughs> right. You know, and then all the new people came in like, oh, we could do it. We can do it. And then they were like, fuck, we can't do it. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think, like I said, she came in at the right time. I think without the UFC, I think she would have been. I think her legacy would have been greater had the UFC not fluffed it up and padded it. Because I think we would have seen her gone through some harder, stiffer competition. Uh, but it also could have ruined her legacy, but I don't think so. I think her, I think just no matter what, she would have came in there and just started fucking r- ripping people in half. Well, I was going to say, point well taken, because it could have been where, you know, she had two or three fights in the UFC, lost there, went trained and got better. But it seemed like she had all those wins, and that first loss fucked up her brain because she thought she was God's gift to the world. And then after that second loss, when she realized, oh, shit, then it completely yeah. fucked up. But if she had some loses, losses in the beginning... It might have been yeah, easier to sit in. I think if she would have came in and started out like 0-2 or some shit, I think it would have been a complete different beast that we would have seen. I think we'd still see her in the UFC right. today. I think But so. I think, like you said, when she took those, you know, came in, took the fucking company by storm, the division, the whole nine, they kind of set her up to be great, but then they knew when she failed, fall, yeah. she was gone. Yeah, like she jumped off the Empire State Building, no parachute parachute. you know like yeah (laughs) like they knew she was gonna fall and fucking splat and that was it so they kind of used her to like get that division climbing and then it was kind of like all right we just shoved her off fuck it we don't need her no more and then Mm -hmm. that's where you now i mean right now it's nunez and shevchenko right you see them two on a fight card you're like most people go say oh we don't like watching girls fight they fight boring yeah shevchenko puts on a better fight than most fucking men Hundred percent. Uh and Nunez is just like you're like, who the fuck's gonna beat this crazy lady? You know, I mean, not for nothing, but like the girls are hot to watch, but their skills are getting, like you said, if not yeah. better, better than the guys. Like some of them are. You take a one twenty five dude and put him against Amanda Nunez, I think she wins. I've said this a hundred times. I think so too. <laughs> I don't fight. I don't care. Everyone's like, oh, after watching her lose to Juliana Pena, I don't think so. I'm like, mm, listen, I fucking think so because she's a big fucking human being. Yeah. And she, I, I could see her throwing some man on the fucking ground and just choking him to death. Him I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. she fought what, 115 and 125 or 125 and 130? I don't even know the girls' weight classes, to be honest. 
Um, mm. But I think one of them Keep is 125. Me neither. Um, I think it was 115 and 125. But, hey, Henry Cejudo versus Amanda. And he called her out back in the day. Uh, Henry <laughs> Cejudo called out Amanda Nunez. He goes, I'll fight anybody. Amanda Nunez. He would literally... I th- I think she would beat the fuck out of him. Right. I'm gonna keep that a buck fifty. Man, uh, she fights at one thirty. She's at one thirty four. So, okay, one thirty five and one. I guess forty. Forty. Forty five. Yeah, yeah. She fights at one thirty five. She had two belts, right? Still does. Simultaneous double champ champ. Yeah, because the other one is like not even fucking. Uh, I don't even think there's any competitors for the other belt. Oh my god, how funny! Um, what was her name? What was her name from Bellator that called her out? Uh, Cyborg. No, Caitlyn. Was it Caitlyn? I can't think of her fucking name. She just got her ass beat too. Uh, she holds the featherweight champion and the women's bantamweight champion. All righty. So there's that. That's what she holds. You go, girl. The first double. Yeah. As a yeah. I mean, I'm fucking with it. Um, yeah. I and they're they got a fight. They're putting. Where's it? I have it on here. They're putting them on uh, UFC 285. As the main Both card? Oh, okay. Val- yeah. So the main, well, the main fight's going to be John Jones versus Cyril Gaon. Yo. Then underneath it is Amanda Nunes versus Irene Aldana. And then underneath that is Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Oh, wow. That's a pimp. So we get to watch Valentina, Amanda, and John Jones all fight on a card. Beautiful. And this is yep. uh, 285. Do they have a venue? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I didn't look to see the venue. I just seen the date. Dude, that is I'm going to assume it's probably Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, mm, yeah. Dana did say he wants to bring it on here or said he wants to bring it more on the road, but Yo, when Yeah, I was just have... trying to think cuz March 25th there's a f- boxing fight in Las Vegas, but that has nothing to do with March 4th, so True. Well, um, I just seen the 5 and I was like, "Oh shit, never mind." <laughs> When did UFC go to, like, every weekend? It, not too far before COVID. Uh, I, I want to say, like, 20. I want to say, like, 2018, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, because uh, for some reason before They were COVID, starting to get towards it. Right. There was, like, two or three a month-ish. Yeah. And then. And then COVID hit, and then they were like, fuck, how do we recoup our money? And then Jacksonville happened. It was like, that was the first fight back was Jacksonville. Then they were in Tampa. Then they hit back to Vegas. Then they were Abu Dhabi. And like Fight Island was built just in time. Like COVID hit. And then they were like, fuck, how do we get our fighters there? Because I have this island that I own. And I can't fight nobody in it. And then it was just like one one thing after another. They were just like bang, 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 bang. And then they, I think they just kept like, holy fuck, our numbers are through the roof. Yeah. And then that's when they started with um that's when they started numbering the free events. Right. Cuz the free events never used to be numbered. They used to just be like UFC on Spike TV. Right. They used to have UFC Which Fight most Night. people don't even remember that. <laughs> they have what? UFC Fight Night number, you know, 60 whatever. They have I think UFC yeah. Vegas or something and UFC Yeah, so that's that's the one is like 
UFC Vegas is on one. Then there's UFC Fight Night. Then there's just regular UFC 280, whatever. Right. 283, it's, 24, 25. It's awesome. It's uh, Yeah, I like it. I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, But for this weekend on the bets for me, so yeah. my first two-leg parlay, I'm taking, and this is all DraftKings. I use DraftKings. Fuck FanDuel. Um, Johnny Walker, who's a minus 190, paired with Potiera, who's a minus 205. But if you put them together, you get plus 127. $100 bet pays out 227. Okay. So I think that's good. I think it's a good odds. Um, A minus 190 and a 205. And it's not like it's anything crazy. It's just two fighters that you need to win. Uh, And I think Johnny Walker's potential to win. I chose him to beat Paul Craig. Uh, And Potiera, I think against Shogun, I think minus 205 is not bad odds at all. Uh, for fighting a guy like Shogun, it could be way worse. There's this card's hard to bet on because, uh, like on my next two leg parlay, I had went this route because if I'd have taken them straight up, one was minus like 1100, the other one's minus 850. If I parlay that, I'm still like a fucking minus 340, you know what right. I mean? Like, uh, so for my next two leg parlay, I took Tiago Moises to win and over one and a half rounds, so I have him winning like. Basically, anytime after the, well, yeah, either by decision or anytime over one and a half rounds. So it has to go all the way through the first round and halfway through the second round. So once it goes past two and like once it hits 229, he can win anytime after that in the second. Boom. Uh, And that's minus 135 paired with uh, Jelton, Jelton Almeida to win by submission, which is minus 165. If you pair them together, you get plus one seventy nine. Put a hundred dollars on it, pays out two seventy nine. So you're saying that for him to win by submission, it's a favorite by one sixty five. So you bet one hundred sixty five to win a hundred. That seems like a yeah. pretty fucking direct. Like, um, like you're picking something very exact, and for it to be a favorite like that is crazy. If you watch his last fight, you would understand why. Ah, okay. Yeah. He fucking, yeah, this guy's actually nuts. But once again, those are two things. Like, I think I will say on this two leg parlay, um, I think I know Tiago Moises is going to win, but he's like, a, I think he's like a minus 1100 favorite to win straight up. So there's no point in taking unless you're doing like I do. Or I put a dollar down and pick every fight on the card. Like if you take him at minus 1100, then it's worth it. Right. Um, Which still it might not even be because. Even though I'm picking, you know, 13 fights or whatever, I'm not going to count them, but, you know, 13, 14 fights, a minus 1100 fucks a lot of stuff up. Because um, it's such a heavy odd that it can take yeah, those so like, favorites. If I take him off of it, right, off like the whole parlay, say I pick every fight, 13 fights or 14 fights, and he's on there at minus 1100, say my odds are like plus, I don't know, we'll just make some numbers, say it's like plus 850, right? Right. But if I unclick him and take him completely out of my thing, now that minus 1100 is gone, my shit probably bounces up to like a plus like 1600. Right. It probably almost doubles, yeah. you know? Um, if he's minus That's why it's kind of hard. No, okay, I'm sorry. No, I'm saying I think that's why it's just kind of hard to like really kind of bet this card straight up uh, besides like Johnny Walker and Potiero because they're minus 190, minus 205. Right. So if he's minus 1100, what's the guy he's fighting? Plus, 
Like he's like a plus. I forget. I think he's like a plus eight something. You ever see the ones where they're both favorite? It's like a minus one hundred five and a minus one hundred two. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. Like the one closest one, I think was like a minus one thirty five. Minus, and then like a plus one twenty five or something like no, that. No, I saw them. The close you favorited. get, I saw both with minuses in front of them. I oh, like minus one ten, minus one ten. You like minus one ten, minus one hundred five. Like which is yeah, would be one would be plus one hundred five, one minus one hundred five. But technically, the one that's a minus one ten is the favorite. Is the favorite right? Yeah, which is just fucking stupid. But um, let me see. But I guess the odds are too close that if they make one a real, real favorite, they could lose some money. So that's how they have to do it. So that it's way. the wrong one that I'm thinking about. Tiago Moises is minus three sixty five. Uh, Jelton Almeida is minus nine seventy five, and Shamil is plus six seventy five. Damn, plus six seventy five. Yeah, Tiago is minus three sixty five. Uh, Melquizel Costa is plus three hundred. Do you ever take like twenty dollars and throw it on a on a plus six seventy five because anything could happen and that's a pretty nice payout? So you asked that question. I do have a hedge bet with Neil Magny. Neil Magny's plus three seventy. Oh, cool. Gilbert Burns is minus four sixty. Uh however, I do have Gilbert Burns on a parlay. Um, but I mean that's kind of it. So like Ismail Bonfim is plus one hundred. Terrence McKinney's a minus one twenty. Like that's that's fairly fucking close, to be honest. Right. right. Warley Alves is minus one twenty five. Dolby's plus one oh five. Like it's there are some that are extremely close on this card, but then like um oh yeah, the other underdog I took is uh Dos Santos, because Nunez is minus five twenty. I took Dos Santos, who's a plus four ten. Okay. Yeah. That must have yeah. some nice shit. Yeah. So I mean like that's what I'm talking about, though. But like, if you put Almeida on there at a minus nine seventy five, like that shit hurts. The odds actually changed a lot today, to be honest. Since I looked at this this morning, well, like, how could they change him that close to the fight? Are they getting inside knowledge with like somebody sick or? Oh uh, no, it just has to do with people like me who like to bet way too fucking early. <laughs> oh, so they changed uh, based on what? Based on how? In. Yeah. So there's a guy I follow on TikTok who. He does this little series where he just like takes ten dollars and turns it into ten thousand dollars betting, gambling. Really? And yeah, like right now I'm following him. He's on today's day seven, but he's hit six straight days in a row. And um So you could have technically followed his bets and been on that with him? Is he putting them out before he puts them in or is he telling you after? So he's putting them in and then he's showing it and then he's putting it out on TikTok. But oh, he's he showing follow. you prior, so you you can follow. He's putting it out in the morning. Oh. But here's the thing: is if you're not on it within like the first like twenty minutes that he drops that video, the odds change so much. Like the lines go crazy because because people he's getting on. like he's getting like I don't know like hundred thousand views. Wow! So right now he like I think today off of all the money because he's like bet ten dollars, then he won like. 20 something then he won like 60 or whatever and he's up to like 622 dollars right now okay so he took that 622 dollars and put it on a on a four-leg parlay and like he got his odds at plus 106 i got mine at minus 114 Mm. that's how much the line shifted 
Wow. For so when two hours after I seen it, because you had a hundred thousand people go. And by the time I looked at that video, he already had a hundred thousand likes, which tells me at least a hundred thousand people went and put that bet in, which moved the lines that much. Right. A hundred percent. That's crazy. So, you know, you kind of have to be on it early. And that's what happens. You get people like me who place my bets a day early because if I, I get busy tomorrow and I fucking forget, I'm going right. to be upset. And I've you done know? it before. You're like, oh, I, yeah, I, I I've done it a few times. Yeah. Um, and then my underdog fight um, without taking too much risk, like the plus 400s and shit, uh, is Monur Lazace at plus 140. Put a hundred dollar bet, pays out two forty. Okay, the Frenchman. So, yep. So those are my my two two legs, and then my just one bet up. Like put you know whatever you want on it. Now um, why DraftKings and fuck FanDuel? Uh, one DraftKings is way easier to use. Uh, uh, two I like their lines a lot better. And oh, wait, three... so the betting lines could be different. Like somebody could be. Oh, minus yeah. One... Really? Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, when I placed this bet in today for the basketball one, I locked in at minus 114. I locked it in anyways, because I've been following him for a couple days now. I haven't followed him for all seven days. Uh, I've seen him on TikTok like day four or some shit like that. And I wanted to wait to see if like he was actually hitting. Right. And then he hit two days and I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to jump on the train now. And uh, so I've been following him the last two days, three days now. And so when I went on today, you're going to give him a shout out fan so the duel. audience knows or no? Yeah, no, I will. Um, and now you all can place your $10 bets and be like Jason. I, hey, listen, go follow this guy, man, because he's really got his shit going. He's on TikTok at Calling Our Shot. Calling That's his our name. Shot. Calling Our Shot. Yeah, this guy is, he's got it fucking. He's got a YouTube channel. I don't know it, though. He just see him sponsored in a video. But, uh, yeah, so I went to place my bet today. I went on FanDuel and DraftKings just to see which one I would get better odds on. The one on FanDuel was at minus 175. DraftKings was minus 114. Oh, so it could be he bets on FanDuel. So it could be that everyone went and bet on FanDuel and I went and bet on DraftKings, but I got the better odds. Um, but even like if the lines move on FanDuel, DraftKings, you, DraftKings is paying attention to what their lines are, too. They want to be a little different. A lot of the times you see the same lines, but a lot of times when you start adding shit up, things change. Right, right. So. What's I don't know. I'm just, I like DraftKings because DraftKings is when there's been sketchy shit that's happened uh, in sports, they've voided a lot of stuff. They give you your money back on your bet. FanDuel will be like, fuck them. You know, like, so for that, we'll that... only void this, but this is, you know, they lost this leg, but, you know, that leg lost earlier. So we're going to void it here. You know, like, then they're just taking it as like a whole loss. It's like, if you're going to yeah, void the whole fucking card, just void the whole fucking thing. For the last I don't know. light heavyweight championship or interim championship, I don't know where it ended in a draw, I had it as a parlay with other fights, and that one ended in a draw, so they basically paid me as if it wasn't a parlay, and I did two single bets 
So I had three yeah. fights. Two of them I won. This third one was about to end in um it ended in the draw. Rather yeah. than paying me for the two fight parlay, they paid me for two single ones, which I think is yeah. kind of shady. Because I, I understand I didn't get this one because it was a tie, but yeah, they still gave me the odds as these were two single bets and not two bets together, which I don't think is right. And that was on FanDuel? Uh I don't I think it was DraftKings. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I it's weird. Like, yeah, I I stopped. I hit on a bet, and they hit had me as a loss, and I had a screenshot of my bet. Oh, shit. and they tried to argue with me that I lost, and I was even going through the person with stats and shit, and they were like, "Well, you know, the bet's already canceled out," and he told me I was right. And he goes, well, the bet's already canceled out. It says that you lost. We can't reverse it. Wow. I said, all right, whatever, dude. I said, listen, I ain't holding it against you. I still use them every once in a blue moon, but majority of the time I'm on DraftKings. Plus, right. DraftKings always seems to load easier and better for me. Uh, FanDuel always has a hard time connecting to where I live. Always has a hard time VPN? with all that shit. Or New York, nope. you have gambling. No, New York, we have gambling. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I don't have... We're, not that long ago, a couple of years maybe. I want to say exactly a year ago. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Because I'm pretty sure it was the divisional round of the NFL playoffs last year. Because <laughs> you knew that you could put a bet then? That was your first? Yeah, because I was at work, and I told my boss, I was like, hey, bro, betting goes live at 9 a.m. I'm taking my break at 9 a.m., and <laughs> you're not fucking stopping me. Yeah. And cool. he was like, really? I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll be right out them doors if you need me. And he was like, all right, I go out there. He's already fucking out there placing bets, too. I'm like, you That's motherfucker. Funny. That's but funny. they were offering all sorts. Uh, my buddy was hitting me up. He's like, yo, dude, they're offering. Uh, if the Knicks and Nets game goes over one point, uh, you win. Odds are plus 100, max bet 50 bucks. Texting my wife, I said, you better get your ass on goddamn DraftKings right now. now. And you better put 50 bucks down because I'm putting 50 bucks down and we're walking out winners. <laughs> but when they it's a fucking do, basketball game, it has to go over one point. Right, right, yeah. They do those bets like that, but I think the money you win is not withdrawable until you like get. No, certain... you, you got to pay back. So like, you got to pay back a certain X amount of dollars. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, right? It's like, okay, so yeah, I paid my I paid my money back already because I won one hundred bucks. So I paid my fifty back. I still have fifty bucks. Okay. Right. So then I just keep taking it and I just, oh, they put up another bet. Boston has to beat the Lakers by fucking half a point. Or, uh, what was the one bet? It was like Jason Tatum to record one, but one basket, one bucket. Ugh. Okay. Plus, you could put 50 bucks on it. Odds were plus 100. Bet it. I paid back the 50 bucks, still made out another 50 bucks. I just kept doing that shit until I was up. One time, I didn't get screwed, but they did like a deposit match where you put in the money and then they match it up yep. to a certain amount or whatever. And I think I put like 100 in, they matched me to 100. And then I was winning money, but I'm pretty sure at one point I was up to like $250 in winnings and I still couldn't take anything out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. What and then like what I read to go through, like what I had to do to get the money out, I was like, this is almost impossible. So I, I so the other lost thing, it all. yeah. So the other reason why I don't really use FanDuel either is because I uh, 
when they were giving out the promotion, like, oh, sign up for Sportsbook, get free 300 bucks. I know, trust me, I know it's not a free $300. I go to the fucking casino and gamble all the time. I, I know how it works. Right. So they were like, oh, yeah. So I knew that, like, when I hit, I would have to pay back the $300. I paid back my $300. I know I paid back my $300 because I won $600. And I paid them the 300 back. And the next day I went and I placed another parlay and I put a hundred bucks on it and I won 500. They took all $500 from me. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I won 800 bucks over two days and they took it all. Yes. See, that's what I, I, there's something about, I think the deposit match. Cause that's why I was asking about those bets that yeah. you win where they give you the better odds. I was wondering if it was the same thing. I think those the, Deposit matches, you need to like go and get like four times the amount to actually yeah. start to withdraw, which is crazy. They're not, they're making it impossible. Yeah, that's like uh, DraftKings, they gave me like a free $2 promotion. That $2, though, I don't have to pay back, which is because I just gamble through them so much right. that they were like, oh, here's a free $2, you know, you use like it at your own frequent, discretion. Uh, frequent customer or whatever. Yeah, I fucking bet in every weekend football. I bet every weekend on football. Uh, last year placed a thousand dollars on the fucking Bengals to win the Super Bowl, and I'm not a big football fan. Did they win? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they so, lost. Um, because on the last play they lost. It was fucking heartbreaking. Wow. Um, so what is your but like, overall? They just hand me money. What is your overall? Well, like how much I've spent on them? them? Well, yeah, because I think you can go into DraftKings and say overall winnings, overall that you bet, and you could kind of see. Do, are you up or down? I am up at the moment. Nice. Uh yeah, I'm up by like 150 bucks. It ain't it's not like I'm up by like $1000. I'm But still if anything that $1000 bet is probably what fucking brought you down. Is what put me yeah, is what put me down, but I mean whatever. Hey, to have all that fun betting and to be up 150 bucks, you can't beat that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and now that I'm following this guy, you know, he's got me up fucking $40 on the last two days. So let's go. I'm not putting down. A, I'm I'm a little far behind. So like like I said, he's putting up $600. I'm not taking $600 and betting it because right. it's just not. Well, yeah, but if I would have started from the beginning with him at $10, I would. You know, right, I would be doing gravy. it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just the fact that like I'm kind of far behind. So like where he's starting now, I'm started with like the $10. So like right. now I'm two days in. I'm up. 45 bucks or 40 right. bucks or something like that. So like, you know, I'm starting now four days late on his thing. So, but even then if I hit every day and I reinvest my stuff, like he's doing right. I still make out. Yeah. I'm halfway through with him. So I started on day four going into day seven. I'm still looking at, if I follow with him every day and hit my odds are a little less, but still I'll walk out of there like two grand. Hell yeah. And that's his twenty five hundred. That's it. So he's doing ten bucks to ten G's. Yeah, and in ten days. In ten days, and is he doing this over and over, or just this one time? I don't. People are asking him to keep doing it because they're like, I mean, listen, I'm in. If I hit two grand, I'm probably going to toss him like one hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, ten percent. Yeah. You know, and everyone else in the comments is like, oh, if we all hit, even if we hit like five grand, we're all throwing him a hundred bucks. This man's about to fucking become a millionaire overnight if he gets everyone to fucking 10 grand. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this dude's going to have life-changing money all of a sudden. But, sure. like, 
that's what it, that's what it's all about, though, man. Like, I, I'm part of a Facebook group that's kind of shitty, where they're like always shitting on each other. They're all it's like, and it's a gambling page. Not they just put their picks out, follow them or tail them, whatever. But like, like Wall Street bets, <laughs> but for betting. Yeah, but like people are just like, oh, your picks fucking suck. This that, and I'm like, bro, if we all could just put picks out and win, and then like, I'm all for the tipping, right? Like if if you might not even know that I tailed your picks, but if I hit and I hit well, I'm giving you money. I didn't. That's you know cool. what I mean? I never do that. Like that. That's just that's just me as that's just me as a person. I, I you put the work in. I filed your bets. I feel like you deserve something. Yeah, you no, know? I get that. Even if it's fucking, even if it's ten bucks, if I bet a hundred, or if I win a hundred, I give you fucking ten percent. That's cool. What do I care? Yeah, I still get ninety bucks out of it. That's, no, I mean, it, it, but that's just sense. me. Yeah, that's just how I am. I don't want nobody to ever feel like, oh, I'm following this guy's picks and I ain't giving him shit. Like if I if I hit two grand out of this, like I said, I'll I'll give the guy fucking two hundred bucks. Boom, it's all gravy Fuck for you it. anyway at that point. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I walk out of there with fucking eighteen hundred. Okay. Cool. Hey, I'm in. And if you know, and that's just goes, me as a person. And if it all goes to hell in the handbag, you're really only out ten bucks from the original thing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly it. It's like, and that's it too, right? It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, wow, I won 60 bucks. Cool. Now I'm reinvesting that 60 bucks. But if I lose that $60, it's like it all came from $10 anyways, right? So I didn't technically, I didn't take $60 out of my bank account and put it in. I put $10 in, grew it to 60 bucks. Right. Yeah, sure, I made 50 bucks on it. I made five times or what, six times my money. But it's like, when you know. When Whatever. Gold, it all started. I only invested $10. Right. It's it's like if you're gambling with money you don't have to begin with, then you might need to take those winnings yeah. and, and bring them back in. But like you said, if you're taking, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't gamble. I usually don't gamble big anyways. I'll be honest. I'm usually like 10, 15 bucks maximum. Sometimes I'll do a $20 bet. Um, On occasion, I'll do a $50 bet. But that's like if I've really been winning and hitting well, like when I hit that one UFC card the one week where I put a dollar down and won a hundred yeah. and fucking hundred and whatever it was, twenty five bucks or whatever, because I hit thirteen fights. Like honestly, I I cashed out what was it? I cashed out like a hundred I think it was like hundred and sixty bucks. I cashed out a hundred of it and then placed a fifty dollar bet the next day and hit. So it was oh. like Yeah. So like and if I would have lost it anyways, I was like I fucking won it off a dollar. Well, right, right. You know, like I already cashed out a hundred bucks. I had a hundred dollar paycheck come my way. So now, what's what's another fifty bucks? You know, I yeah. I don't know. I it only came from a dollar. I only invested one dollar. When you're placing those dollar bet parlays, are you like thinking like, all right, these are good bets, or is it just like fuck it? I got you know. I'm no, they're they're actual like it's actually hey, me sitting bets? down. Like, this is who I really think is going to win. This is who I want to win. And I put my biasness to the side because I do want to win. I think it's cool, uh, you know, turning, winning 100 times your money. Hell yeah. That fucking feels good. Dude, you should have seen the excitement on my face when I hit that card. I'm in there cooking dinner, watching the UFC fights. My kid's in the living room. My wife's in the living room. I got my phone on in the kitchen while I'm listening to it on the TV. And... I'm like telling my wife, like, we need this person to win. We need this person so to win. And my fights my daughter, twelve one fights, and now you're watching yeah. the thirteenth. I'm I'm sitting there talking to my wife. I'm like, we need 
this man to fucking win. And my daughter's sitting there. She's like, Daddy, who do we need to win? Who do we need to win? And I forget exactly who it was, but I was like, we need him to win. And she was like, what color? I was like, the guy in the, with the, the, guy in the red corner with the red gloves on, like the red tape. She goes, all right. I'm sitting there cooking fucking dinner. All of a sudden, I, I'm not even looking at my phone because like, now I'm running around like a chicken with my fucking head cut off in the kitchen. Right. And I hear my daughter go, Daddy. I said, what? She goes, we won. I said, what? I go running into the living room, almost fucking died over the gate because we have a gate so our dogs don't go running nuts. So I fucking, I come running in, almost tripped over the gate, almost went through the goddamn TV and wouldn't have even seen the, the, the results. And I look at my wife. I said, holy shit, we really won. My That's wife's insane. like, really? I'm like, yeah, we just turned a dollar into 150. She's like, well, good for you. I felt out of all the cards I've, I've, I can't tell you how many cards I've fucking hit 12 out of 13 fights. Really? I was just, and I'm like, that. yeah, I'm like, bro, I, it must last year. I want to say like six main cards. I hit 12 out of 13 fights Wow. sick to my fucking stomach. Wow. And then for, and then the week before I went like three for 13 and I was like, I'm fucking over this shit. But it's only a dollar, right? We have what twelve major UFC events, twelve to fifteen every year, right? To do at least one. Sometimes you get two a month, but there's at least one a month. So I invest twelve dollars a year. I mean, it's more than that, but I use my dollar bets as like a um, its own separate gambling money fund. You know what I mean? It's a right. dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I put my dollar bets here, and then I put all my big bets over here. Yeah. And it's like I tally up how many dollars I've put in and how many times one hit covers the whole fucking covers me for 10 years. Right, 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 right. <laughs> On the dollar bets, you know. So like I don't know, it was it was a lot of fun. My wife was excited, my kid was super fucking happy. And if time was got ecstatic. Really, really hard, you wouldn't have a cup of coffee and you'd make up that dollar somewhere and get it back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you know, I used to chew tobacco like fucking crazy. Oh, uh, spending like spending like ten bucks a fucking day, basically. Here so like, or the one that's in the yeah, the mouth. No, nah, right here in the lip. Mm. So I would I would spend, like I said, ten bucks a day. I'd go through like fucking. I'd buy a bucket for fifteen bucks, and I'd go through it in three fucking days. It's fifteen tins of chewing tobacco. Jesus. And yeah, so I was like spending a fuck ton of money on that, and I finally just recently quit over like I don't know last couple months. And like I'm just taking that money and dollar bet fun gambling it, yeah. <laughs> no, but so yeah. how did how did you quit that? But at least though? I can get return out of it. Oh, True. just cold turkey. Really? My wife kept saying to me, "I'm sick of picking up your fucking spit bottles. They make me sick." Yeah. And then my kid would just look at me and be like, "That shit's gross, Dad." I'm like, yeah. "All right, that's so, enough. I don't need you fucking heckling me too." Yeah, exactly. Uh, is there a congratulations is an order am i allowed to do that on here do people know what i'm talking about or what the the, the newborn on the way yes do, yeah, do people know okay go good 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 congratulations cuz i'm freaking super excited you. for you dude how far away? yeah uh she's due in april due so in april yeah, so we're a couple months out. A couple months she, out. She yeah. said she's like 26 weeks or some shit like that. I don't okay. know. I'm Listen, she'll watch this and be like, you're fucking terrible at this. Uh, I'm fucking terrible at this. <laughs> hey, as long as you know when they're born so you can celebrate the birthday, you'll be That's right. it. Yeah, I'm just there. You know, I'm just like, she's like, yeah, we're almost, we're 20 some odd weeks. I'm like, 
yeah. And then, can you know, a couple months weeks later, right. yeah, a couple weeks later, she's like, can you believe we're 26 months already? And I'm like, no, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. So are you, are you I figuring forgot. out the sex or are you waiting for the day? It's a girl. Uh, it's a girl. It's another girl. Oh yeah. There's you no, so outnumbered. No males in this family. No, it's not even to the one I'm talking to. <laughs> hey, now I got, well, this will be a third one, third girl. Um, and then my brother Cody's got a girl. Yeah. Um, my brother Chase, who passed away, he's got a young daughter. Uh, my brother Corey's got daughters. Um, we don't count my sister because the male chooses the. <laughs> That's right. Um, the sex of the, the sex. Yeah. So, like, my sister Desiree has, you know, three boys. My sister Courtney, she's got a boy on the way. Don't. But, like, us, us males, fucking chalked. Fucking chalked. I keep telling, I, we, we've all said it. Uh, our youngest brother, Caden, we say he has the golden nut. And he's 16. Uh, so. He's going to produce the uh, the first male yeah. there. Yeah, he's got the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Let's all that man is, <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to turn my three year old into a UFC fighter. So, are you, dude? So, you should start yeah. off in jujitsu because, uh, that's... I'm a lot of places won't take kids at three years old. So, like, yeah, we just do a lot of home shit. Yeah, I put her in chokeholds all the time and she taps and then jumps on my back and puts me in one. And I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. let's get it, Hell dude. Yeah. Yeah, norm- <laughs> normally, it's like five five years old they they let you start doing it you know when you could yeah well when i talked to jared vandera i was talking to him he's like dude I, my kid's fucking three years old and i got her in the gym too and i'm like well and you're yeah, a professional you a... who's gonna fucking tell you who's gonna tell you no right right i mean six four you... two sixty five i'm not telling you no right i guess the way around because he's he's in the gym so he could bring her it'd be like if you yeah. were working out the gym your daughter could come mess with you if you well were. even even at the gym i work at i've tried they're just like nah really but yeah, but I mean, I get it. It's a, it's an insurance liability, liability. right? You, no one wants their gym to sink. Yeah. No one wants their gym to sink. Right. Because a three-year-old gets injured. And I don't blame them. You know, sure. it is what it is. Um, But yeah, no, we do some stuff at home. So I'm going to get her. She wants, she does want a box bat. She wants to get in a boxing. Dude, that shit scares so. me, bro. I mean, with little kids and just the the blows to the to the to the head, I get it. I wanted to do it as a kid yeah. too. Um, I probably wouldn't let my kid fight till she's like 12, 13, yeah, Be honest, and make sure maybe even older really, than that. Really wants it, you know? Yeah, no, nah, yeah, because your head's got to be in it. If it's not in it, you're you're destined for trouble. That's why I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, if she was going to fight, if she says to me, Daddy, I want to fight someday, I'm like, you got fucking, you know, she'll be five when she starts actually in a gym. I'm like, you got fucking 10 years to figure it out, Chief. Right. Because I'm not letting you get into a ring until you're probably at least 13. Yeah, I agree. And and that's a good thing about jujitsu and stuff like that. She can compete mad young. You don't have to worry about, you know, any fucking. Well, after I get done with this wrist injury that's i'm gonna get in my buddy he rolls actually around right around where i record and oh, uh nice. i'm gonna get into it with him well he's we already into should. it but i want to get into it too i like all that stuff i love mixed martial arts in general boxing is one of my favorite kickboxing i want to learn to roll i think that shit's a lot of fun so kickboxing i'm gonna get like into the, it the prettiest to watch like just some of those fucking oh, strikes. Yeah. Like, holy fuck dude I see. I love Muay Thai. 
I'll be honest. Oh, that's yeah. like one of my favorite fucking things to watch in the world, man. Like not even, but like not even just like local, like local Muay Thai is cool, but you watch that shit over there in like fucking Thailand. Woo. Man, that shit's fun to watch. You have any uh, amateur bouts of anything by where you guys live? Uh, We got K4 kickboxing. Okay. Um, that comes over here. Uh, LFA every once in a while comes over to the casino. So you actually got some bigger names. Um, yeah, bigger name. We've had one UFC event in Buffalo. Hell yeah, years ago. Uh, some places have like in Florida. I know it, it was big. They have like real amateur. Uh, yeah, K four is our real amateur one. Nice. Have you ever checked out? Yeah. One? Um. I have not. The last time I was supposed to go, um, they I went to the BKFC event in Salamanca instead. How was that? Uh, which was a lot of fucking fun. That was cool. Went to, was I got afterwards. Event? They had the UFC. The, it was they were fucking lit. We got to hang out with all the UFC or all the UFC, all the BKFC fighters. Get the we got to hang out with all the referees. Um, Lights out. Lytle Lytle was there, and they probably had. Uh, the big refs there too, like big John McCarthy. Yeah, all the all the yeah. yeah, all them guys were there. And uh the UFC events were going on on the TV. Um and afterwards, right after those, we went out, we went to the bar while watching the fights, and all of a sudden all the fighters start rolling in. That's awesome. Everyone comes rolling in, they're handing out, they're signing mats, they're handing everything out. I got to sit down and talk to Joey Beltron and Britton Hart, his wife. Fuck. Um uh, Joey Beltron lost his title that night. Uh, to so when you go to events Arnold like this, to dude, Arnold Allen, I got a I got a picture with Arnold Allen as he's holding his belts yeah. going into the fucking uh into the elevator. Like I, we were sitting there shooting the shit with everybody. Uh, too bad you didn't have something to record with. You could have grabbed some shit for yeah. the podcast and like spliced it. In. Well, I wasn't even doing it at the right. time. Um, but Chris Lytle, he bought shots for everybody. Uh, David Feldman. The president of BKFC was there talking to people, walking around, shaking hands. And he didn't the whole buy fuck, I mean, shot. <laughs> no, he was he was just but he was hanging out, sitting down. Cool. All the referees were there. It was cool as shit, man. All, yeah. It was that was actually probably one of the most fun events I've been to combat sports wise. Like that was that and was really was, neat. How was the venue? Was it like a, a bigger or was it kind of more like a smaller venue? I say it was probably about 200 people. For BKFC? So nothing cr- yeah. Really? I would think they would have yeah. fucking thousands. Uh, in the casino, I, in the casino is just a very small setting. Gotcha. And some of their other ones are much bigger. But uh, the casinos are just, that casino, the venue area was just small. So they had, I mean, it was actually probably more about three, probably, I would say between three and 400. Okay. But at some of their venues that they go to are much, much bigger, where it seats thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, because they probably have events too, like like the one you m- went to might have been like their BKFC Fight Night version, not their like. It was the first event in New York. Ah, yep. And I wonder so what the I th- hell they had to jump through to get that approved by the Athletic Commission. Me too, because New York is very very strict. On it took them forever to get the UFC here. Yeah, the UFC was trying, and they got they fight with fucking gloves on. Right, a hundred percent. You know, that was what like up until five, six years ago that wasn't going on. 
Like, I yeah, think- I forget when that card was in Buffalo. Well, I'm saying, but I think the UFC's first event was like five or six years ago at MSG. I don't think, uh, I don't think it was that far be- before that. Yeah, I'm not sure when their first event at MSG was. I think it was. I for some reason I think it was a Connor fight. Oh, oh no, I will. No. That, that probably makes sense. No, I'm thinking because Connor went in through the uh thing through the 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 dolly through the bus when the first MSG yeah, fight yeah. was going on. So whoever the fuck fought then, that's what it was. And then, so what do you think about this guy coming back, dude? 2016, Alvarez versus McGregor. Ah. Is the first okay. UFC event held in New York City. Okay. And then yeah. the second one must have been where he threw the fucking thing through the dolly. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember that was in New York. He had to go to court in New York and shit. Yeah, I forget who who was fighting. What I forget that main event. So but, what yeah. Do, what do you think about, is he coming back in 23? McGregor? Yeah. I don't know. His best interest is just to become a movie star. Yeah. I, and I only say that, it, you know, and we've had these conversations. People think that I'm fucking anti-McGregor. I do root for him. It depends who he's fighting. But I just, he even said himself, he's more into the money than he is fighting. If you're more into the money than you are fighting, man, you're not doing it for us no more. And I, right. that kind of loses my interest, you know? Yeah. I'm more of a uh, do-it-for-us kind of guy. If right. you want to do it for us, that's what makes it exciting. That's why everyone loved him when he fought. But then, like, the love kind of started fading when, like, he just disappeared for a couple of years. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Right. You know, you he wasted to- his prime years fucking off. You're holding two belts simultaneously, and then you go box and take off for fucking. It's like yeah. a slap in the face to the MMA fans. The money, though, that's what it was. The money, fuck, you oh, got that bag from Mayweather and. That was all she wrote, you know. Um, but if you're into the money, man, stay out of it. Let everyone else fight. Right now, the UFC's in a good spot. They don't really need McGregor, to be honest. Is there any shot he comes back better than ever and starts fucking up everybody? No. And I'm only going to say that because he was taking steroids. And to whoever wants to say he wasn't is off their fucking rocker. That well, guy doesn't... He doesn't go from having a fucking fractured leg to being that fucking big in no time like right he was showing pictures of himself you know still lifting weights and stuff like that without his you know not using his leg like bench presses and all that but then all of a sudden it was like he disappeared for like a month everyone's like where the fuck is this guy and then he comes back and he's fucking the size of the rock you know it seems like he almost admitted it saying like you know if if anybody else who suffered an injury like this look where they are their sideline like because when they were talking about him being out of the USADA pool, he didn't come out quite and say it, but he's like, if anybody had to handle an injury like this, they would see what it's like in the road to recovery. Yeah. I get that. If, if if doctors are saying, hey, take this, it'll make the muscles around everything tighter and better and stronger, yeah. I would do it too. Well, so this is like, this is why I don't, a lot of people hate TJ Dillashaw because, you know, he's TJ Roy to Shaw. But he took those while he was battling an injury. And he didn't uh, use the injury as an excuse. He kind of just said, like, yeah, I took steroids. It is what, what it is. What was the injury? His shoulder? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but so, and and here's my thing with, with Dillashaw. We don't know how long that shit was going on because they found EPOs yeah. in his system. So we <laughs> don't know if he was doing that for the Garbrandt fights, which if he was, 
that's fucked up. If but if you look at T.J. Dillashaw, and any time he flexes and makes and makes muscles, you see muscles popping out of his body that you rarely see on a human being. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, but like, like if you if he's standing there normal, he's ripped. But once he goes and does that, you see yeah. everything come out. To me, that guy's fucking huge. Yeah, but to me, you're on something when that happens. Oh yeah, that is not, and and that's been going on for all of his fights. In the EPO that they found, they didn't even know how to test for that at certain points. So like, he no. could have been doing this shit for a long time. So from something that I was reading, because like I was reading up on like all the people that you know have used, been caught using drugs and or well using roids and shit like that. Um, apparently he's been using it for a while, which people knew, but apparently he's been battling the shoulder injury. So he's had before even being in the UFC, he's been known to have his shoulder pop out of its socket and stuff like that. So True. apparently he's always been using this because when he started using this it was less likely his shoulder was popping out of its socket. Man. He had to stop using it, comes back, has a good fight, and then this fight, his shoulder pops out. Right. How fucking funny, yeah. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, I understand now why he was taking it. His shoulder was staying in place the whole time he was taking it. Yeah. Now he stops taking it, and it's out again. First so, round. I mean, I get it. Trust me. I understand. I don't want to watch people roided out fight i just think it's an unfair i mean it's not unfair right it Unless does help you with strength it. and stuff yeah but why not make a fucking make a fucking separate division and Yo, just let them go hey, this you want to be fucking roided out yeah they, exactly fuck it right like bjj great. all them guys are on fucking steroids yeah yeah I think uh, gordon ryan ryan's gordon, not on gordon fucking ryan steroids or right yeah what ryan gordon right. gordon ryan i don't gordon know ryan. uh yeah, 100%. you think he's He's not roided. You're out of your fucking mind. That guy's all over roids. You know, uh, to watch. The Donald Cerrone. Look at him. He said now he's taking steroids all really? because he's it's helping him with injuries. That motherfucker's huge. I got to see him lately because he was fucking pretty jacked just on his own. Yeah, no. Now he's taking steroids, too. He's even said it. I don't wow. give a fuck. He goes, I'm taking steroids. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's an actor now. Yeah. But he doesn't hit for him. What does it matter? He's retired from the UFC. Right. You know, the uh, life too, he offered to rate. fight Jake Paul, but all Jake Paul's fights don't require drug tests. So Ooh. who gives a fuck? Well, that's another yeah. thing I hear Jake Paul saying um, who somebody's calling him out and he didn't want to. Uh, Donald Cerrone. Oh, it is. No, yeah. it, was, it, it was somebody. It was somebody like that um, was a, a kickboxer or something. Um, and like, I just sure. heard Paul talking about him and he was saying like, I literally don't like this guy. Like he thinks I'm over here, like goofing around. He's like, but I just don't like this guy. And hmm. whoever he was talking about was saying that he does steroids. And he's like, I don't do steroids, but then why don't you test for your fights? I'll have to, ch I'll have to check that out. Cause I'm not sure. I know the last person that was calling him out was Donald Cerrone. Yeah, it was it was just somebody recently. He had uh, Sugar Shane Sean O'Malley or whatever on his on his show, and they were talking about. Oh yeah, maybe that's who it was. Was it? No, I forget no. who it was. Somebody was. I know who you're talking about, but yeah. Um. Oh, Andrew I Tate. Know. I just don't. And yeah, that's yeah. who it is. Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, fuck that guy too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of him at all. I just I don't know. That guy's fucking shot. But, uh, yeah, 
But I mean, I don't know. It's so just... Dillashaw's retired, gone for good, apparently. Or is he doing the Conor McGregor thing, pulling himself out of USADA so he could take his roids, get the shoulder fixed, and then come back? Yeah, see, Conor did the right fucking thing. And I think this is going to set a precedent for a lot of people, maybe even TJ included. Uh, so take yourself. You don't take yourself out of the testing pool. You just don't test. Okay. And if you don't test, what is it? If you don't test within a year for a whole year, then the next time you do test, you have to be out for at least six months with random drug test. What Connor did was did his roids. He hasn't passed his year marker yet. Ooh. Came in with like a month left, took a piss test, Pass. and now he's good. So he can technically come back whenever the fuck he wants because he doesn't have to wait that six-month period. Are you sure? I thought when this whole thing first broke where we found out he wasn't in the USADA testing pool or whatever, uh, they had said he needs to now wait six months from his first test. So did that change or did I Yeah, it wrong? changed because ah. they didn't realize that he wasn't out for a whole year. Wow. Yeah. Talk about catering so, to that fucking superstar. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, so you're telling me that uh, – he came, took a piss test, doesn't have to be out for or doesn't have to be out for six months. Now he has a whole nother year from this piss test. So he can go back to using roids, come back, take a fucking piss test and do it all over again. Well, there's something in there because you can't refuse a piss test. So like if they don't test him for a year, that's one thing. But if it, if if they're not like if he's not telling them where he's at at all times and stuff like that, that that fucks stuff up because you need to let yeah. us out of know like if you're so going on vacation. That's that's exactly it right it's like hey i'm not i'm not i'm not home i'm uh i'm fucking in bora bora for the next two months yeah yeah how how i don't think usada's going out there on a fucking helicopter to drop him a piss test you know what i mean yeah listen it's like hey i'm I'm going around the fucking country or around the entire world on my yacht for the next fucking year and a half right if see in fucking abu dhabi yeah, if you ever want me, I'll send you the coordinates. Just come out here on your rowboat and yeah. test me. Yeah, here's my fucking satellite phone. I'll contact you. <laughs> you could fly your fucking helicopter out here and land on my my yacht. Like, oh my god, nobody's doing. Usada's not going out of their. Usada's not getting a fucking helicopter to fly out to someone's yacht. It's right, not happening. Right, unless there's no is paying for, for what. A, yeah, for a fucking yeah, unless it's his private fucking, you know, helicopter. And he ain't but, paying to test Connor if Connor could possibly fail. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you could just look at Connor and be like, yeah, that man's on steroids. That right. dude is big as shit for no fucking reason. Yeah. You know? I mean, it um, was all 30 years and not, it doesn't get like that ever. And I get it. He was staying in his weight class and stuff like that, but my God. That's yeah. A big and I think the whole, I think what threw a wrench into Connor coming back is Usman losing because he said he wanted to come back and fight at 170. But I think Usman's a very hard challenge for him, and I think Leon might be easier. I don't think fucking McGregor beats either of them. It depends. Ring rust is a like. real thing. It depends what he looks like. Like, uh, so in that first Dustin Poirier fight, like it did not look like the Conor McGregor of old. The second fight it started off different, and I'm like, okay, looks like he's getting loose in there, and this might go a different way. And we only saw what was it? A round and a half really or yeah 
So, I mean, yeah, I around really a change. We really don't know what he looks like. The Donald Cerrone fight, he looked fucking amazing that first fight back, hitting him with shoulder yeah. strikes and shit. So it's like, I just, I, I think Usman's too much for him because one, yeah, if he starts beating Usman up top, Usman will just throw him to the ground. Usman's right. a hell of a wrestler. McGregor stands zero fucking chance if Usman takes him to the ground. Well, what and, did you think about? I thought Usman, I thought McGregor versus Khabib. It, granted, he got his ass beat, but I thought he looked to be the best on the bottom with Khabib. Everybody else seemed to just take way more damage, not be able to get up. Like Connor seemed to get up. So his wrestling impress, even though he's getting the shit beat out of him, his wrestling impressed me there because Khabib, even though he was still instilling what he does, it wasn't as well, that fight was at what one fifty five. Yeah. So we're talking another 15, 15 pounds of a human being. And maybe even and more, Usman, right? Usman, after he gets his weight back, is like a fucking light heavyweight. Yeah, he's like one night. Connor, when he gets his weight back, is going to be probably at 170. You know what I mean? So uh, I, this is why I think, I mean, yeah, him and, you know, he, did, he didn't look terrible on the ground against Habib. It, it could have looked a lot worse. Uh, but they were around the same weight. Right. Just Habib fucking wrestles bears for a living. So, right. you know, he's a little strong. But when you're talking about weight, man, yeah. I'll use the Izzy versus Jan Blahovich fight. Jan literally laid on top of him the whole time because he had that weight advantage. Izzy didn't gain. Izzy went up in weight, but he got up to that weight and he didn't gain no more weight. If anything, he probably cut more weight to try and be you know, to his normal speed, normal size. Right. Um, Or who knows? He may even just walk around at 205. It's not impossible. No, of course. Is he's a tall, lanky dude. He could be 205 easily and still look, and look the way he does. Um, Usman's yeah, big as shit. He looks, I don't know if you watched the Ultimate Fighter with his brother uh, Mo in there. No. But in one of the episodes where um, he comes in, to talk to his brother Mo, they're standing side by side. Mo's a fucking heavyweight. Uh Kamaru looks bigger than his brother. Really? Looks looks absolutely massive standing next to his brother. I gotta see these. And it's guys. like it's like fuck. That man's gotta be walking around. And at the time, I th- wanna say Usman was in the middle of a training camp. And and he just looked fucking huge. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn. So for me, you know, when we sit here and talk about, yeah, Connor did look okay on the ground against Habib, but they were in the same weight round. Now, when you talk 15 pounds heavier on a guy that cuts down. Yeah. Yeah. If he pops back up to 205, 210, 215, that's a fucking massive human being. True. Connor's not going past 170. You know what I mean? He's not going to bulk up and go into 185, 190. It's just not happening. Because then he'd look fat and look just slow. A lot of Usman's weight, too, is like top up. He's got skinny legs, so it's like there's a lot of muscle up top, too, to hold somebody to fuck down. That's what I'm saying. I just It's not a good matchup for Conor at all, not in the slightest. Just sheer size. Just when I heard him talk about it, you know, when he started talking about where Connor was talking about where he beats uh, Usman, I was like, if 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 this is the Connor from back in the day, he might be right here. Because um, we, you know, 
you rarely see Connor's wrestling, except you saw a little bit of his defense in, um, you know, with the with the Khabib thing. But supposedly the guy's a fucking badass black belt jujitsu guy and has like great wrestling that we just haven't been able to see, uh, according to like you know teammates and his coaches and shit like that. So I'd be I'd be yeah. will I'd be wondering just to see his skills against somebody like Kamar Usman, who's an amazing wrestler, but he's not habib level you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's levels to that and he's like i mean i could go ahead and yeah i i could go ahead and say the same thing though like you know i i hate to compare ufc fighters sometimes but like you could say the same thing about kevin holland right he's a fucking nasty black belt turns around and gets fucking roasted by shamayev yeah and but to me that wait comes out right yeah. That, yeah, that to me that was like if if he could have held on 30 more seconds, he was about to fuck comes out up because he comes just kept overwhelming him and just going you yeah. know, move to transition, move to transition. He wasn't even being real technical with it. It was just no. literally jumping from a different move, a different attack to yeah. next. But we got to remember though Usman does the same shit. He's not, not as not as energetic but when he wrestles, that man is fucking all over people. He's You're got right. you up against the cage. He's dumping you on your fucking head. He's, he's got, got you got on the hips. back. And then on top of it, he's fucking clubbing you in the side of the fucking head. Yeah. And I mean, then he gets you in a body triangle, and it's like, oh, fuck. Now what do I do? Now I got this 210-pound fucking psycho on my back. Right. And it's like, what do I do? So, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see McGregor out being able to out-wrestle him in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I, I don't know if he could handle the strength. I mean, the the strength from a one fifty five to one seventy is a big fucking difference, right? And he's only so Cerrone and Diaz there, and they were both really one fifty fivers to begin with. And Diaz isn't known for his strength, right? He's just known for his tank going the distance and being able to. That's when you have to worry about him is in the round four or five when you're exhausted and he's fucking brand new. Yeah, you know. Um, that's what makes him, that's what makes Nate tough. And that's what makes him the threat. He is is just when you go into a later round, you're exhausted. He's not, he's just getting started in round five. It's great. You know, like they said, like everyone's always said, and I agree is like, if these were 10, 12 round fights, they're undefeated. Him and his brother. Oh God. You're not yeah. fucking, you're not oh, beating okay. them in a 12 round fight. Come on now. Right. Could you imagine having to be in a ring or an octagon with fucking Nate for 12 rounds? I'm fucking nope. exhausted thinking about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most people are exhausted by round five. Could you imagine having to go seven more rounds? <laughs> I still don't know. I, I mean, I get it's different because wrestling, it's just if you're doing it, you know, you have three two-minute periods. And by the end of that third period, I was so dead tired that it felt like I went yeah. through whatever. So when I first started watching UFC and I'm like, wait, three, five minute rounds, five, five minutes. What the fuck? I'm like, how are these people fighting? Yeah. And it's different because you're not, you know, using 100% of your muscles for the full two minutes like you are in wrestling. But there yeah. are some times where it is a fucking whole wrestling match for five minutes. So yeah. I'm like, how the fuck are they doing it? It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I seen someone else say, why don't we do, we should do fights with guys that they have, they have gas tanks, guys like Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz. You know, Colby Covington, Usman, Izzy, like these guys. And we should just put them in one fucking round 
where let it go. Nobody, the round is not over until somebody gives up or somebody gets knocked out. Wasn't that how UFC started? Wasn't like the first UFCs? They were like one thirty-minute round, and there was no yeah. When they would just kick each other, baseball, fucking soccer, kick each other in the head and stomp on your nuts, and yeah, oh yeah, they should really bring back the pride days, baby. Yeah, but they should bring back like an organization that does shit like that. No weight classes, no time limit, just fucking. Yeah, I forget if Invicta's like that. Maybe. Or I think Invicta might people die. <laughs> is it Invicta? I, I don't know. Do I think that. one of these one. I think is it one FC where they allow fucking soccer kicks? I think it's one FC because wasn't Invicta like? Isn't that something with UFC? Like wasn't that like a company that UFC bought or something? I think so. Yeah. I feel like I see that at like the end of the UFC fight pass or something. I forget. Yeah, there, there's one of them fucking wild things. Invicta might be the one, but or one FC might be the one where they are allowed soccer kicks. But you still hardly ever see it because they know what the repercussions are. And what are they going to get rid of the fucking elbow rule where you can't go six, you know, straight down like that? Oh, the twelve, the six, tw- six twelve elbow, six twelve elbow. You can thank John Jones for that fucking bullshit. But it's so retarded or slow adulted. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, any way you're going to get yeah. that elbow is going to inflict almost the same damage. Yeah. What I don't understand is you could do you can do a six twelve, but you can't do a twelve six. The well, fuck yeah. does it matter? I guess if I if I come up like this and I hit you in the nose, I can oh. kill you. Oh, if I yeah. fucking come down like this. Is probably way less dangerous than fucking coming up like this. And not for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it, you could really fucking even drive it home yeah. a little bit. I don't know. It's just it's just a stupid rule. Elbows. You uh, elbows. I agree. I think. Uh, I mean, but I understand the severity of it too because it can be fucking. It, it's you, overall the sport's wildly dangerous. Yeah. So when they can try and get rid of some things like. The oblique kicks, right? We can go into that where people are like, okay, well, at what point do we get rid of those? Because now you're blowing guys' knees out. Right. I mean, I get it, but fucking defend against it. You see it coming. If he hits you with it once, you know it's coming multiple times. Going to have to figure it out. When you see. Do I like the kick? No, but it's there. Yeah. Now, when you see a nasty knockout head kick like uh, Usman took from Leon, you could almost say, well, let's get rid of them too. I mean, Five more pounds of pressure could have, like, broke his skull open. That thing hit like a fucking baseball. Yeah. So that's always my argument, too, right? When people are like, oh, there's the old bleak kick, and it's like, we should get rid of it. They should ban it. And I'm like, then they might as well ban fucking cartwheel kicks, and they might as well ban front kicks, and they right. might as well, you know, they might as well just fucking wrap them in bubble wrap and just call <laughs> exactly. it a day. Like, I mean, I get it, right? We want these guys to be safe. We want them to have long careers. We want to watch them fight, and I understand that. I don't want to watch a guy's career end because he gets oblique kicked and his fucking knees gone. Right. I don't. I don't want to see that shit. But at the same time, it's like, like it's I said, what are we going to do? What are we going to get rid of? You might as well get rid of knees because if I pull your fucking head down and drive my knee into your skull while pulling down, I, I'm sorry, but I think that's way more dangerous than an oblique kick. And not for you nothing. can come back after your knee gets blown out. You ain't coming back if your fucking skull is split in half. 
Correct. And if you are grab pulling somebody down and kneeing, that's way more force than if you need a down opponent, to be honest. So the yeah. pulling down and kneeing should be fucking illegal then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, uh, there's some things where people are like, oh, we should get rid of that. Like I said, I use the oblique kick because that's the most talked about one. That's always like when you hear someone, if you were to ask an MMA fan or a UFC fan or whatever and say, if you could get rid of one kind of strike, what would it be? I guarantee you they tell you the oblique kick. Right. I would yes. almost guarantee you that's the one that would everyone would say. But it's, yeah, we get it. These guys are fucking massive. Their knees are their weak spot. But their knees are weak spot on me. I'm 5'9". Yeah, my knee's my weak spot. It holds all your fucking weight. Right. You know, it'd be like if, it'd be like if me and you were in a fight, okay? And I don't know. We'll say you were kicking the shit out of me. And my body came over and fucking booted you right in your fucking ankle while you weren't paying attention from the side. Uh, if he blew your fucking ankle out, you would crumble, collapse, and everything yeah. because all your weight is on your ankle. It's the same thing with the knee. If a guy comes in and fucking boots you in the back of the knee, you're done. Boot right. you in the side of the knee, you're done. All your weight is on your knees and your ankles. Yeah. So, yeah, they're dangerous kicks, but, like, Okay, I can come and blow your knee out with a fucking uh, knee lock, a knee bar. I can, I could completely oh my turn God. my weight into Break it. Arms with arm bars, fucking all that shit. We watched Tony Ferguson's knee pop out of place and go back in against was it Gaethje? Oh, no, did it? What was his fight after Gaethje? The fight after Chandler. whoever it was, the last one. Was yeah, Chandler? Chan that's what it was. Chandler had him in a fucking knee bar, pops his knee out, and it pops back in. And even Chandler said, oh, yeah, I heard it pop out. I don't know oh, how that man got up. Fucking nuts. Like, but that's that's the thing of it, though. You could destroy someone's knee even worse on a knee bar or an ankle lock than you can with an oblique kick. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those I ankle mean, fucking locks are crazy, too. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you could get rid of all that shit. There's a reason why they got rid of the fucking toe lock. Right. Yeah. It's because they were shredding people's fucking toes. They I'm pretty sure a guy almost got his toe completely ripped off in the middle of a match because of a toe lock. Like, right, because it probably doesn't take that much pressure to rip a toe off. No, I think it's like I think it's like nine pounds of pressure or something you could rip somebody's toe off. That's crazy. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So it's, it's like I could destroy your knee with a, a knee bar. So you're telling me that we should get rid of knee bars too? Yeah. And like I said, I understand. But at the same time, these guys are here to fight. They know the repercussions. Obviously, not everyone knows how to defend a knee bar, but I'm going to go ahead and say most people know how to defend an oblique kick. Right. Well, I was going to say, though, if you start paying money for people to do these things, like this new slap competition, for for instance. Love it. I, oh, I love it, too. But if we think about it, that's CTE all day for every athlete there. Everybody's going to have brain injuries. Ear damage. They can have those cotton swabs in all they want. Ear damage. Watching how hard some of these motherfuckers get hit. Hey, it ain't about getting slapped on the ear. It's about getting hit right here. Y'all will be having that fucking, uh, was it Matt Sarah who had the graded jaw surgery because he got his jaw broken? Or was it BJ Penn? One of those guys. Really? I think it was Matt Sarah. Yeah, they had uh, they had surgery done to have a graded jaw because their jaw kept breaking. So a graded jaw, you get um, almost like, uh, how to describe it? You almost get like, like saw teeth cut into your fucking jaw. So your jaw kind of like 
they go this way, and then on the bottom they go this way, so they interlock, so your jaw doesn't oh, unhinge kind of when you're getting punched in the mouth. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's called graded jars. It's called like graded jaw. They don't do it no more. It's fucking highly frowned upon. But <laughs> when you got that kind of money and that kind of star power back in the day, right. you know, Matt Sarah was a huge name. But uh, yeah, I, I forget. I think it was Matt Sarah who had it done. But his jaw kept popping out of place every time he'd get hit. One punch would pop his shit out. And so he went and got this surgery done. Oh, excuse me. So his jaw wouldn't pop out of place no more. And it's like, that's real things. This slap power slap shit, dude. It's only a matter of time. You see the one dude that got slapped in the face and that shit was like out to here. Nodded. The hematoma. Yeah. yeah like. And he uh, won. He won. Yeah. That's the guy that won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dude that fought, he slapped the shit out. Yo, I'm still crying. I still see it for whatever reason. It keeps popping up on my fucking TikTok. The uh, the girl that did a fucking front flip. She got. Did you see that? No. She got fucking smacked and she started like wobbling around. All of a sudden, she just leans over head first and just fucking does a front flip. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. Afterwards, they're interviewing her and like she's talking and she goes, yeah, I know I did like a front flip or something. She goes, she got a mohawk. She goes, but at least my hair is still standing. Wow. I was like, what the fuck is wow. <laughs> what? Like, where? Did yeah, actually. Um, people? So it's like a it, it's been around for a, a very oh. long time. Dana White's just kind of bringing it to light. Right. Um, The two coaches. So like this is kind of like a, a tough series, right? The ultimate fighter. Yeah. Uh, these guys are going into a house and they're going to compete for a belt of the power slab league. It's and yeah. like basically whoever's yeah, that's exact. Yeah. And I think that's what it, I think the final fight is going to be a pay-per-view pay-per-view. fight. Yeah. Throw that shit on like UFC two fucking two eighty six or some at shit. The end, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Not even at the end, like in between, like the prelims and the main event. That Fuck would be it. Awesome. That would be awesome. Why not? Right. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. What else do we have? We got to listen to. I love John Anik to death, but we got to listen to John Anik, Paul Felder, and DC. Like, yeah. I love those guys to death. Don't get me wrong, Joe Rogan. I love listening to all them guys talk. But fuck, forgive them a break for 10 minutes. Let them eat a goddamn sandwich. Let them throw back some coffee and let these guys slap the shit out of each other in the middle of the ring for fucking boom 10 minutes. Oh, you, you know what I mean? It might, not even, it might take five seconds. Yeah. Might yeah. take five seconds. What's it gonna hurt? So I've only seen the previews. How does the competition work? So is it one slap each, or are there a number of slaps? No, you just keep going. No, you just keep going until what? Until somebody gets knocked out or somebody quits. Get the so, fuck out of here! That t- you keep going. Uh, season t- one, or episode one is out now on TBS. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch it. I've only seen the preview. Okay, yeah, and I'm addicted. Yeah, no, when you watch it, hit me up, text me because that shit's no fucking. Um, or tell me when you can watch. I'll watch this episode again. I don't give a fuck. We'll have a Hell Zoom yeah. meeting and we'll watch this. Shit. I'll give. I'll give a damn. Yeah, because this shit is fucking wild. But so the two coaches that they have that are like picking who goes directly to the house and who doesn't. Um, these two guys are like the best two power slappers in the world. And the one guy, his only loss is to the other guy. They went twenty seven rounds. Wow. Before the fight was stopped. Yeah. Wow. And so the one guy yeah. quit then. He didn't, right? Because I think he, the ref stopped it. Really? Like you took it? Yeah. Hand. And they have belts and all. They have like fucking championship belts. The one guy, Wolverine, he's fucking, he's got two belts. Guy's fucking nuts. Wow. 
I think he's undefeated or has one loss, one of the two. I wouldn't even but, know like how to be like part of this. You know what I'm saying? Like I know where to find yeah. a karate gym and stuff like that, but I wouldn't even know how to get into a slop slap competition. It's all underground bullshit. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. It's really all underground. Uh I I know there's a place in the falls that does it. Um Of course there is. Every, oh, everything goes down here. Yeah. But like it's very rare. Um but these guys kind of travel all over the place to do this shit. It's like the uh, uh but there's like actual standings, there's rankings, there's like fucking like I said there's championship belts from different uh companies like your business whatever you want to call them. Um it's like over the top. You ever see that movie with Sylvester Sloan the arm wrestler? Yeah. Like, yep. Apparently those competitions go on all over, but you just never hear about them. And never hear about a movie, movie, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy to sit here and think that like, I don't know. I'd rather, I'd rather go 12 rounds. Same. In a, Why in a boxing ring or five ranks. Yeah, no. And, and the worst part is too, it's like, so they say like the ref would be like, okay, what hand, how many swings? So it's like, or how many, um, motions or i forget what they call it so it's like he'll say two motions right hand so two motions is you come bring your hand back you bring it up to the person's face and then on your come back here this is your second, second one you have to go. hit on your second one so you know when that motherfucker's coming oh my you know God. it's not like it's not like okay i'm just telling right. the ref my right hand i might yeah. do it five times it's like okay i'm only doing two motions the first one is to line it up the second one is the fucking follow through, you know. Some people do three. Some most people did two. That but anticipation. Like, I don't want to give too much away because there's some wild shit that happens on episode one. Yeah, yeah. Don't give too much like, away because I'm totally fucking gonna binge that. Um, nah, can I give away one? Please. All right. This shit is fucking nasty. It's the first fucking. It's not of the. It's not the first fight, but it's like right. in the middle. It's the first slap of their little fight. They have to call it because the dude slapped him so fucking hard. He split his lip open from the top of his lip to his fucking chin. And there was blood everywhere. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking slice his whole lip. And Jason Herzog is the referee. Oh, And he's just standing there. Yeah, he just stands there, looks at him. He goes, yeah, this fight's over. There's wow. just fucking blood. It just gets slapped, and there's fucking blood everywhere. I was like, well, <laughs> good fucking night, Chief. Oh, yeah. That I mean, oh, but, dude. dude. What are these guys like? They have other careers. This is not all they do. What makes you want to do this? I remember as a kid. Did you ever do a little slap competition as a kid? Yeah, slap boxing or whatever, you know. Yes. Yeah. Nothing that shit hurts. Like, it hurts, but nothing like that, dude. They're fucking. Nah. The, I, they fucking practice that shit. There's like, because the technique and the swings, you see some of these guys, like they twist down and then they come up and it's like, they got a whole fucking program for that shit. And I'm like, right. what the fuck, dude? Like, oh, it's crazy. That slap league shit is funny. Watch though. I mean, like, who thought watching people slap each other would be interesting? I told Katie, I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this power slap league. And she's like, you're going to sit here miss out on sleep to watch people slap each other yep. i said bet your fucking ass yep, 100 right there with you because it's so interesting no no she'll watch the ufc with me but she's like i'm not watching this i'm like you watch people get punched in the face she goes yeah but there's skill behind it and i'm like 
You're telling me there's not skill behind these guys winding up to slap somebody's head off their goddamn shoulders? Well, that's what I was going to say. There is a skill to that because they get the range, motion, all that shit. But that you could practice. Yeah, you got to. The taking True. of the hit, you can't practice. So it's like you're almost competing with every time, you know, you're taking a slap, right? Yeah, you don't know. That. No, that's the thing, too, is like, you don't, these guys in the UFC don't practice getting hit. I mean, right. yeah, they spar they and spar, shit, but, but that's different. That's 20%, 15%, you know, right. uh, not unless you're Max fucking Holloway, who used to. Who used to 100% spar for whatever fucking psychotic reason, but and now he doesn't spar at all. He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, right? and now yeah, now he's yeah, yeah. Now he's he used to do 100%, and, and now he says none. he doesn't spar at all. Crazy. Yeah, he's a fucking he's a madman. But like, yeah, I mean, you can't sit there. I mean, what are you gonna do in in a spar, a slap spar? What am I gonna do? Fucking tickle your chin hairs? Like, either yeah. I have to slap you 100% so you get used to it, or I can't slap you at all. Yeah, or it's but I guess then they could bring guys in like me and you who can probably slap fairly hard, but aren't going to be like anything crazy, right? But But maybe you probably have to fucking eat one, and it's like I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, no. Well, I was gonna say, maybe if you bring an amateur in though, since they don't know what they're doing, they could fucking hit you in the temple, or you know. So that's the thing too is like, what's the what's the severity around it? So like, the one guy not in the fight, but he they were showing like a clip of this one guy that got slapped once and his fucking face is all swollen and shit. And the dude slapped him on the fucking so like this part of his face is all swollen. And then like right here in this area is unswollen. Hmm. And the dude fucking slapped him right at the top of the fucking head, like right here. And the guy's like fucking hunched over. He's like looking at the ref. He's like, he fucking hit me here, not on the side of my face. Like where all this pie has no feeling anymore. Right. He smacked me up here like that's a fucking danger zone. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't show what the outcome of it was. But like, he's like, yo, like, how the fuck? And he's like, yo, I'm it. That fucking hurts. Of course. Like, getting slapped up here versus here. I mean, even if you like poke yourself in the side of the fucking head. Yeah. Here and hurt. here. Yeah. It's like here. If you keep doing it for a minute, it kind of hurts. Right. But you could go here all day, and you're gonna be like, "This doesn't. This is hundred percent. If you get punched in the cheek, it hurts, but it's nothing like getting punched in the fucking side. It's like how many that- times have you seen someone get knocked the fuck out by getting punched straight in the forehead or up here high on the head and not really like on the chin? I mean, we see a lot of people get textbook punched right in the fucking chin and then crumble. Yeah. But like, you see a lot of people get knocked the fuck out getting punched yeah. square in the forehead. It's I like, think the- who thought you could get knocked out getting punched square in the forehead? Right. Well, I think so. The jaw, I think, is more like something shuts off in your body or like it's like a fucking thing that. But this is, I think, a fucking real knockout, like blunt force knockout. This. Yeah. I think it just like it like wobbles you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. In the chin, I think what it is, I think when you get hit in the chin has something to do with the I think it hits like a fucking nerve or something or a a vein that cuts off quick blood flow. And then you kind of like, oh, shit. But then your jaw comes back because it's almost like a uh, rubber where your jaw will take big impact, but it always comes back. Right. Even if you shatter your jaw, your jaw comes back. Right. Um. Oh, really? If you shatter it, it's, it starts to heal like that. I don't know. Yeah. It, your jaw will still. So like if you shatter your jaw, like it's going to hang and shit like your lips and all that are going to hang. But your jawline is still going to be there. Right. Everything is still going to be there. Like the physical features. Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas, like, 
you know, if you fucking, you know, even if like you shatter your eye socket, your orbital bone, it goes a little flat, but you still have that hump there. Yeah, it kind of heals back together. You, That's true. you know what I Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, our, our fucking skulls are weird. You but, like, it? if you get punched in the fucking forehead. You want me to show you where you know, I th- that didn't heal properly? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, let's see you, this one. You can see it on camera. See this rib right here? Oh, yeah, the little lump right there? Yeah. Right yeah, you here. can see it. Yeah. Here, it's not so. I broke the rib, and it healed on top of itself. So it, when I broke the rib, it, um, they basically said, like, it's not going to heal properly. You got to um, have it rebroken and then have it set that way. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, well, what's what happens if I don't? They're like, well, you could have pain and stuff like that, but nothing too crazy. Yeah. And, and the aesthetics looks weird. I'm like, well, fuck that. I'll just deal with that then. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's just. I don't know if you got to see it, though, but in person, dude. Was, <laughs> yeah. You can see the lump. And you feel it like you could feel the bone where it broke. Yeah. And then you feel like the, the the edge of it that should be like this. You feel it fucking up there. It's crazy. Yeah. My so a buddy of mine broke his forearm skateboarding years ago. Ugh. And he's just like, I don't know. I don't know if he feels pain or if he's just not fucking human. I don't know. Too much falls tap water. Yeah. But he like snapped that shit back. Like it was his arm was like over here like his ball yeah and he just grabbed it and popped it back into like one and then just tied it up with a shoelace and left it so now you can feel his arm he's got a bump on the side of his arm his bone so his bones were sitting like this right instead of like this this, yeah so now his bone grew back together like this so now when you rub your finger you feel across his forearm you can feel the bone like where it lifts up and I'm like, bro, why didn't that, you just go to the hospital? He's like, it didn't hurt that bad. And I'm like, see that I would have gotten rebroken and reset. Like this is, there's not much functionality to my rib. You know what I'm saying? Just the blocks. Your stuff. ribs are, your ribs are so fucking weird, man. Like the, the rib in general is just so weird. Cause it's like you break it. It's hard to breathe. Right. Oh it's God. fucking a miserable time breathing. You lay on your back and you're like, Ugh. fuck, this hurts. Can't lay on your side. You, you fucking laugh and it's like someone's stabbing you with a fork while you're laughing. You know, it's like and you never know they're there if they're good. You know, like you don't even know. But them. that's a, that's the thing, though. It's like, what's the point of re-breaking it? Because most of the time they break another rib and now right. you're in even more fucking pain. Right. So, I mean, so, I've fractured my ribs. I've never had to have them rebroken and broken back in. But I mean, I having a fractured rib is fucking a miserable time. I mean. But completely breaking it, it's just like, what's the fucking? I I don't see the point. I'd probably be the same way. Like I'm not getting yeah. that shit rebroken because sometimes they do. They break one or two more. Right. But it's like to get the one back. Properly, now I'm in like, more fucking pain. Yeah. <laughs> I had three broken right off the bat, and that's the one that didn't heal. Uh, didn't heal. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that's the, the breaking of the ribs is the worst pain because of the breathing. You can't breathe, especially when it first happens. Yeah, like, uh, like I was literally like this. <laughs> uh, I'm not joking. Like I was scared that I was going to die from not being able to breathe because trying yeah. to take a breath in was uh, so hard when it first happened. It you have to crazy. like slow breathe, and you're not used to it. And you're like, "Is right. my body getting enough fucking oxygen? Am I gonna pass out? Am I gonna die?" Hundred percent, dude. And then your sleep—you take like a deep breath in your sleep, and you're like, "Oh, oh you just out of nowhere, you're like, 
God damn. Well, guess we ain't going back to bed now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's not fun. Um, let me ask you a question. So I got there's a few new fights that were announced for the UFC. Talk to me. Um, Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. That is going to be a banger of bangers. And I'm going to say Cheeto, even though I want Corey. I really want Corey too, man. I think I think if Corey had this fight or another fight to give him a little more experience in the top, he would have beat Jan. Yo. I think that fight was that fight was very good, but I think if if Sanhagen had a little bit more of experience with high competitive people, I think he beats Jan in that fight. I think you're right. Um, but I think Cheeto has a bigger chip on his shoulder than Corey for this fight. Yep. He's got too much of a dog in him for this. Like he, uh, yeah. And I think he really wants O'Malley again. And I think his only way to O'Malley, cause O'Malley kind of is like ducking like, him a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, I'm at the top now. I don't have to fucking fight him. But I think Cheeto's like, I should be at the fucking top. Like, how are you, how'd you lose to me? And you're at the top faster than me. Like, that makes no fucking sense, right? Crazy. And I think Cheeto sees that, and he's like, if I'm going to have to fight this dude again, whether he's the champion or not, like, I'm coming for him. And I think that's the chip Cheeto has. So I want I want Corey to win, but I think Same. Cheeto wins that fight. Um, I think Corey has the potential to be one of the best in that weight division. Just he's a little agreed. young. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it's yeah. a little wet. A little more wet behind the ears. He could be a fucking. This animal. fight, I think, is going to. If he wins this fight. That's it. Watch the fuck right. out. If he wins yeah. this fight, watch the fuck out. 100%. Yup. Uh, Jan versus Marab. I can't say his last name for the fucking life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Dav, Dav, yeah. Marab. Listen. Davishvili. I Jan, for some reason, I just lost so much uh, respect for him with that knee. That he, um, who do you, who do you need? Oh uh, yeah, Aljo. Aljo, yeah, like, and, and then when, uh, and then the second fight where Aljo just, I, I, I think, uh, wrestled the fuck out of him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I just from the knee and then into that fight, like I just don't like Jan anymore because of I'm, I was such an Aljo fan, and then the knee just fucked me up, and then I was so yeah. happy when he beat him that second time. I was a fan of Jan's style, but not a fan of him, if that makes sense. Like, I enjoyed watching him fight, but if he would have lost, I would have been more happy than if he won. 100%. Um, I hope I hope Marab goes out there and just fucking strangles him. Same. Uh, this fight right here has fight of the year written all over it. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fiziev. Ooh. Where's uh, Gaethje, right? Like, it's it's funny. There's a couple people in the world, like where, like Kobe. If there was no Kamara Usman, Kobe would have been that man for a minute. Yeah, Gaethje's kind of in that same thing. Like, it he he should have been the champ numerous times, and every time, like, all right, this is his. And then something fucking happens where, like, well, of course the Habib fight, but I don't know. I feel like he's one second behind being a champ. Yeah, I mean Oliveira, he just. I don't know, man. It's just like he can't. He's got to wrestle. He's got to fucking. They got to get. Whitman's got to get somebody in there that knows how to fucking wrestle and teach that man how to wrestle. Because if he. Isn't Gaethje like a college wrestler and and he's just not using his shit now? Or. Yeah, but he's just not. I think college is really where it stopped. He's just never exceeded that. 
And I think now's the time where he's got to take that and really come to a new level of wrestling. Yeah. Because if he's going to beat these guys, I mean, listen, him versus Rafael Fiziev is not a wrestling match. That's a fucking stand and bang. Yeah. Whose head's falling off first fight, you know, like him and Chandler. If Chandler really wanted to beat Gaethje, he would have wrestled him. Right. It's simple as that. Um, could Chandler beat Gaethje standing up? For sure. Yeah, could. It's but his best chance, his best chance of beating Justin Gaethje would have been to wrestle him. Mm-hmm. But Chandler gets caught up in the moment and he wants to stand and bang. He fights the fight that's in front of him. Uh, Fiziev is just going to stand and bang. Yeah, oh, I do too. I love Michael Chandler. Everyone, when I said he was, when he first fought, when he fought, um, uh, who's the dude that he fucking, Dan, um, no, Dan, no. Who's the guy he first fought when his first fight in the UFC? Fucking, uh, 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 Um, they What's did his trade, fucking last name. They did trade uh, Dan Hooker. Why? Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he first fought Dan Hooker, and I kept telling everyone, I'm like, "Yo, Michael Chandler's gonna fucking win." Everyone's like, "No, Dan Hooker's height advantage. Dan Hooker's cracked." I I love Dan Hooker. I really do. Uh, but Chandler had that fucking Chandler wanted to be in the UFC, and everyone kept saying true. he'd never make it in the UFC. He would never this, never that, and that motherfucker came in with a chip. And he sat Dan Hooker the fuck down. Yeah. He put Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker was on the way to a title fight. And he sat him the fuck down and said, hey, I'm coming. Yeah. Was that he shit was champion? Chandler? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, right. yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, dude, he came out of fucking nowhere. No, I shouldn't say out of nowhere, but he just, he came out and fucking, that was... I mean, to, to that have was it. I mean, he first fight. That's a big fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Michael Chandler doesn't have the best UFC record, right? Right. But we he's know fought that. fucking but beasts in there. It's not like he's fighting. That's exactly uh, it. That's why he's. That's why like everyone's like, oh, he's got his back against the wall. But in reality, he doesn't really have his back against the wall because he's selling fights. Absolutely. He's he's out here selling fights. He's he's battle testing everybody. Everybody. Come on, if Tony Ferguson hasn't been cut yet, Michael Chandler's not getting cut. Yeah, that it's as simple that as that. From Chandler was nuts. That was Remember fucking by one of the cleanest front kicks ever in history. And you saw his like face just go, like, yeah, the skin fucking. Yeah, that I, I, that's. I think that's the cleanest I've front kick I've ever fucking seen personally. I have um, to agree. Yeah. But Gaethje versus Fiziev, I think that's fight of the year. Who do you got money me. on? But uh, Gaethje. Okay. Just because that power Gaethje has is fucking unmatched for that weight class. And his fucking I don't know chin is good. But Fiziev has a really good chin, but I, I just don't think he has the power to knock knock Gaethje out. Uh, Shevchenko versus Grasso, which we talked about earlier. Um, I think we both have Shevchenko in that one. Even though I want to bang Grasso, yeah. <laughs> Amanda Nunes versus Irene Aldana. I think we all have Nunes on that. The Lioness. And then my favorite newest addition to the UFC, Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. Um, I don't think I so who do you who are you picking in that? Rosas Jr. What weight is this? Uh is Rosas uh, yeah, you versus Bantamweight. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't even. Um, is this his first fight in the UFC, or is it? No, he just had. Um, he just fought Jay Perrin. Okay. So this will be a uh, this... nice little, well, not little, but uh, part of the journey. Yeah, he fought. Yeah, he came in. He's seven and zero. Okay. He's eighteen years old. Oh, now uh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, he yeah, looks Hawaiian. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just beat Jay Perrin. Yeah. He said he Who's wants to be the youngest go by UFC the UFC, champion. I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jay Perrin just got released by the UFC as well. Wow. Um but yeah, he he uh submitted him by a face crank. So what do you two think? Two minutes you and forty four seconds you in. You think he's it? Because he says he's gonna I'm, be the youngest UFC. I'm on champion. the hype train. Nice. Yeah, he's bantamweight. I'm I'm on the hype train. I think this man has really fucking got it. His wrestler, uh, we have to see what he can do standing wise. But I mean, Habib, how many times do we see Habib standing fucking bang? Right. And I'm not saying this guy's the next Habib, but but his fucking wrestling is top tier. Listen, if you have Dis- somebody who's been because a lot of times these people start in a discipline and then they start evolving into the mixed martial arts. But if you have somebody like that who is 18 and maybe has been doing just MMA the entire time and not you know, yeah. studying one discipline, those could create totally different beasts. Well, this man here, dude, this kid here, he's like, yeah, I won my fight. He goes, I'm having fun. You know, Dana White, give me 50K so I could buy my mom a minivan so she can drive me to and from the fucking Apex Center. And then he's like, but I can't do this too long. I got to get out. I got to test on Monday. Yeah, bro. Could you imagine being 18? Listen, we all thought we were the hottest shit in the world at 18. This man is literally the hottest shit in his school. Like who's, you know, you'd go to school and like, you knew somebody was going to fuck with you. You knew somebody was going to try and fight you someday. You just didn't know when that day was. Right. This dude has not, does not have to worry about that ever in the slightest. Like you, you know how fucking stupid you would have to be. To yeah. sit there and be like, yeah, I'm fighting, I'm fighting that fucking guy. Like, you know who he is. The whole, I'm sure he walks into class and the teacher's like, hey, congratulations on winning on your fight. fight this weekend. Right. Well, I wonder. Then if you has... go and you're like, wait, like, wait, he had a fight? And then the guy goes and fucking watches Google it and he's them. like, yeah, I ain't fighting that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm sold though. I, I don't know if the UFC, I just don't want them to give him the Patty Pimlet treatment. What and make him fucking out like a like make a, him constantly fight low ranked people. Like I get it. He's one and oh in the UFC. I think he should have two more fights of low ranked guys. If he goes out and completely tortures them, all right, let's get him in the top fifteen. Right. right? Let's let's get him in the top fifteen of the Bantamweight, see what he can do at fifteen, fourteen, thirteen. Um, and then if he comes and beats those guys, it's top it's top ten ready. You know, he, at this right. point, he's six fights into the UFC. I want to see him wrestle. I want to see him wrestle, Aljo. But you don't think what they're doing with Pimblet and giving him all these fights and putting him on these cards, like, I think that's helping his star power. He lost that fight against Josh Gordon. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not even, like, a question, right? Like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, man, Patty lost. What the fuck? And then once they said the decision, I was like, wait, what? 
But then I got. I don't wonder. think there's. Go ahead. Well, okay. I just want. I, I got to wonder, like, how where how is the discrepancy like that? And and the round that they said that Patty won was like the one where I had him lost completely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's so. That's what I'm saying. Like anyone that watched that fight, I don't think there's not one fucking person besides Dave Portnoy who yeah. was like Patty Pimblett won that fight and wasn't jaw dropped when they said his fucking name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I was almost fucking certain. Yeah. That Josh Gordon won that fight. And the second I seen cuz Josh Gordon was an underdog, but he became a bigger underdog after like round 2 for whatever fucking somehow reason. Hmm. Uh I put money on him live to win that fight by decision. And I was like this is money in the fucking bag. Wow. What? Yeah, dude, when that happened, I almost stopped watching the whole UFC card. The dead ass almost turned that fucking shit off. It was definitely shocking as fuck. I'm glad I'm happy that he's winning and doing his thing, but I think that was a given fucking fight. There is no way that man won that fight. I've watched that fight four fucking times, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if anything, if that would have been called a draw, I'd have been like, all right, bet that's fine. I don't think that was close enough. On either side, though, I don't think it was close enough to say for a fact that he won that. That I just, in my mind, I don't see it. I'll put it to you this way: I, I really had money don't. On Patty, and when the fight was over, I was like, "Fuck, I lost that money." I knew it a hundred percent. And then, once yeah, they I his mean, name, like, so it's like to me, if they said tie, okay, it could have, it was, it was close, but to me, the edge went to whatever the fuck his name was. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's so weird because the fight wasn't close enough. To be a draw, because I don't think Patty did enough to win. Right. However, I think it was closer to a draw than it was to a Patty win. Yes. if that makes any sense at all, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, I just think if you're going to call that fight somehow, I don't think in the way of Patty was the way that fight should have went. And I, I just I don't know what the fuck they were watching. Obviously, right. not that goddamn fight. Because they were all like, even the announcers were all like, "Wait a second, what?" They were like. Did they just say? And then when they pulled the judge's scorecard, because they were all like, we we're questioning round one. Like, that was definitely the other dude's round. But all three yeah. judges scored it for that guy. And it, yeah, I think Josh Gordon won two out of three rounds. Yeah. And, and, and they were like, I think he won the first and the third. So then they put this little nugget in. So, because, you know, visually watching it, everybody said that um, he had won uh, round one. So then they start pulling this nugget out. Well, we don't know how the judges are scoring. Like if they're given a takedown is two points or they're given, you know, hard hits this amount of points. So then they start to put in your brain, okay, maybe I am looking at the wrong stuff and they have a different scoring system. But no, I'm looking at the fucking fight. I know who won that fucking round and it wasn't fucking yeah. Patty. So for me, I, oh, I wish the UFC implemented live scoring. Like boxing does. In boxing, you know if your coach comes up and says, hey, you're losing the fucking fight. It's because he just went and looked at the scorecard and you're literally losing the fucking fight. The whole, oh, we're not going to score round one because we don't know who really won that round. So we're going to see who's better in round two and then who's better in round three. And if they're close to the same, we'll just tally up this and then we'll say, oh, this is who won round one. Fuck that. The second round one is over. You should have your fucking score down on that paper. I agree. You shouldn't be able to judge round one based off of two and three. That makes right. no fucking sense. 100%. Like, 
to me, I'm not, I don't, I hate it. I can't fucking stand it because like, uh, was it a fight on that card? The well, two girls that fought the one girl obviously won, but they were like, Oh, we got to switch this on the paper and they're doing it live oh. on the fucking thing. And they're switching the paper. And I'm like, the girl clearly, she beat the shit out of this lady. What yep. the fuck are we changing? What do you change on a scorecard? Yep. I if that girl that. loses, I, you're under a lot of fucking heat at that point. I'm yep. sorry, but you are. Like, if all of a sudden now you're taking 10 minutes to fill out a change of scorecard. Yeah. Something's once up. that's handed off to uh, Bruce. Mm-hmm. That's it. That should be it. There should Once he has that in hand, you should not be able to change a fucking thing. If you fucked up, now you have to man up to that. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it goes. And they should put out and let us fans know what the scoring system is. Like, you know, is it takedown more than a fucking knockdown? You know what I'm saying? Is, yeah. Is it the whole with- um, the whole fucking thing that they, when they start the main event, they're like, oh, this is how the scoring system works. You know, they score based off of ring control and wrestling. And this is like, yeah. okay, I don't fucking, I know that's what they're fucking right. basing but off. But what how heavy... Points. Yeah. How right. heavy do they score ring control? Right. Because we've seen people we've seen people control an octagon and lose the fight, and we've seen people not have control of the octagon and still win a decision. So what's right. the way to that call go? Right. Right? How much does the wrestling aspect go from? Now are you gonna give are you gonna give O'Malley more points on wrestling because he can't wrestle than you're gonna give Jan? Do you expect do you expect Jan to you know, be a better wrestler because that's what he's he's known for wrestling, like being a good wrestler. So are you, when he gets a takedown on O'Malley, are you going to be like, eh, it's a takedown. O'Malley doesn't have great wrestling defense. But then when O'Malley takes him down, it's like, oh, oh. shit. Are we going to weigh that higher than his takedown? Like, that's the stuff. Right. Do, do they weigh that out? Like, how does that weigh out? You know, like, to me, that's sometimes I wonder, like, okay, what are we, what are we weighing out here? Yeah. You know, like. Is it because that guy doesn't wrestle? So his when he gets taken down or he gets a takedown, is that heavier than when that guy who does wrestle takedown? Like, you yeah. know, stuff like that kind of um, gets me sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck? What Same. what are we doing? Like, what what's the weight? I think they have to have a scoring system where certain things are points, and then of course there's some other things where you know the judges has to be subjective and kind of use their best judgment, but. A takedown yeah. should be two points. A fucking knockdown should be a point. This much uh, time uh, on back control should be a point. Like, there's ways to do it. Like, in wrestling and stuff like that, yeah. you know, you friend it back. A certain amount of time, point, point, point. Like, they could do it and then have the some parts where it can't be point scored. That part be subjective judging bullshit. But to have the whole thing subjective and really we don't know a point for this, a point for that, and it's just all, like, whatever the judges are thinking – that's fucked up. We need to have some things that are points yeah. and then some other things that are subjective. So I, this is like a, um, this is like a opinion of my own that I always keep, you know, to myself or before I'm talking to people about, you know, scoring rounds and shit. Um, to me, I think every round should be scored out of a hundred, not 10. I like that because what can you score in a 10? Like, okay, I not, I knocked him down. What's that? Is that only point one? Is it point two? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it half a point? Is it, is it a, a third of a point? Like, you know what I mean? And, but if it's out of a hundred, okay, that knockdown was two points, right? Okay, 
that takedown was a two-point takedown, but the next takedown is only a one because the second he took him down, he took him down, but the guy got back up. That one's worth two points because he took him down, he got back up, or well, he took him down, landed a strike or two, and then the guy got back up. You know, like that's a two-point takedown. Now, if I take you down and I punch you in the face and you can't get up, that's a five-point takedown. Five-pointer, yeah. Right? And then and then I roll you over, I get on your back, I, I you know, get you in a fucking body lock, now those are more points because I have control points now. Right. Right. Yes. It's no longer takedown points. It's control points. Yeah. Um, I've landed a hundred strikes this round. So, you know, there's fucking 50 points. You know, I took you down 10 times. So there's another fucking, you know, was it a one point takedown? Was it a two point takedown? You know what I mean? Like, dude, not for nothing. Uh, but We made a way and during this podcast. We made a way better organization than UFC, dude. <laughs> our scoring's better. Our weight classes are better. Yeah. Our mixed uh, rounds of martial arts yeah. are better. For you really? got a hundred million I could borrow real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go pull it out of Zurich in my bank account. <laughs> but yeah, nah, man. I mean, it's just. I mean, these are all obviously. Obviously, Dana White and them have it figured out because they're the best mixed right. martial arts. But there are um, ways to do it. I think so. Yeah, but obviously they have it down the way they have it down, and they kind of hold down the top spot of that. Yeah, yeah. They, they hold down that top spot. I, I don't hate what they do, but I definitely think there's better ways. And I definitely think the live um, scoring is yeah, personally the way to go. And, and on top an of it, have you ever heard of Verdict? Mm, no. The app? Mm-mm. Okay, so there's a mobile app called Verdict. Um, I've talked about this before, but... So it's a mobile app where people live score fights. Okay. So the UFC event this weekend, right? You download the Verdict app, you go on, um, uh, and it'll tell you, like, you could bet, like, you're on your... What's up? Can you hold this for a minute? I got to... Go do something yeah. real quick. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that, well, I guess until he comes back. Uh, sorry, John. We were kind of in deep on this one, but we are also brought to you by Trainwreck Fitness Co. Make sure to check them out on Instagram. Their shirts are lovely. Their design are lovely. Matt and John also put in a lot of work in the gym, so that's why you know when we were talking, um sponsorship you know on one of one another uh you know these guys put in a lot of work in the gym uh matt's big as fuck john is is really good you know uh in the boxing realm kickboxing men's smooth with it um and then their clothing you know the clothing they came out with is their their logo is fucking one of the best logos i've seen um them guys put in works man to make their own shirts and stuff to get those out so, you know, them guys are really um them them guys come in clutch, man. Matt and John Crowley, you guys are are lit. I truly appreciate you guys, man. Uh make sure you check them out on Instagram, all capital letters, trainwreck underscore fitness with two S's C O. That's trainwreck fitness, savage, not average. Um while he's gone though, I'll talk about some other stuff. Uh we got Ryan and Garcia versus Tank coming up on April 15th. Apparently, they've agreed on. Uh, David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant, March 25th. Uh, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, February 25th. Uh, Duvet's favorite person, Nui Inoue. 
He's moving a super bantamweight. Um, he's him and Stephen Fulton agreed on a fight in spring in Japan. Diego Sanchez wants Nate, and then Eubanks versus Liam Smith is on Saturday, January twenty first. Uh, starts at one p.m. Main cards five fifteen. Oh snap! Sorry, I had to go. I had to go clock. No, out. you're good. Oh no, you're, <laughs> you're good. Um, <laughs> no, nah, that's all right. I was just going over like uh. Future what fights are coming up in the boxing world but um yeah no so so the verdict thing so yeah. it's an app called verdict mma and basically i'm gonna try and pull it up on my phone so basically what verdict is is it's an app where everyone can pick their fights and it'll tell you, so I'm just trying to find a past event. Who who voted on who and how they voted the rounds. So like you can make your own pick. So like Sean Strickland versus Imovov. Okay. Um I could have picked Strawn Sean Strickland to win by knockout in the third round. That's what it, if I would have picked. I didn't bet on it, but that's what I could have picked, right? Right. So now But try and show this on my phone, see if I can get it. Hold on. Let's take the camera off real quick. Look at that. Breaking the third wall. Uh you can gotta you talk see to this at all. Also. Here we go. Yep. All right. I'm just trying to get it, so let me turn my all right. So you see this a little bit? Yep. Okay. So right here is it's telling you the world what the world had um on this fight okay i'm just trying to get a good angle so here these are all the rounds what i'm just trying red, to get it to smooth out round four the long red line so the long red line is sean strickland's line the blue line is imovov okay so with that, boom! Hell yeah! All right. So now that I can show this, so the red line is Sean Strickland, the blue line is Imovov. Mm-hmm. So round one, the world had it set to uh, Sean Strickland at nine point eight seven. So some people gave him the loss. Some people, majority, gave him the one though. But it averaged out to being nine point eight seven. Okay. Imovov was 9.15. So to the world, Imovov lost that round. Now round two comes and Sean Strickland won 9.71. Hold on. I have a question. Does it tell you how many people voted? No. And are, if you vote, are you only doing 10? Like, are you saying Strickland's 10, this other guy's nine? Like, are you scoring? Yeah, you can make it. Yeah. So it's like 10, eight, 10, nine, 10, seven, whatever, you know, however you want to do it. Gotcha. Uh, but it takes however many people out of the world. I don't think it tells you, to be honest. No, it doesn't. Um, but it, here it is. So it's just like however many people vote on this. But if you use this as like a decision instead of like a, instead of having a draw, right? You know, you take this, and so Strickland won round one, round two. 
Uh, he won round two, 9.71 to 9.31. Right. Okay. So now here's where it gets crazy is people go into it and it's like round three, they have him at 9.91 to 9.10. So some people had that as a 10, 9, 10, eight round. Right. Some, you know, as a 9.10. So now when you look at it, round four, almost actually everybody that voted, voted this at a 10, nine. Right. So not yep. one person thought Sean Strickland lost round four. That's crazy. Right. Then round five comes and he wins 9.65 to 9.34. So still. Right. And then the final score is a 49.10 to a 45.95. Now, what's great about this is, though, is that you're getting feedback, but and you're getting it from a wider variety of people watching. But if you have somebody like a Conor McGregor that has more fans than anybody that could really sway that decision, you know, at the people are voting. I mean, you could say so, but I, at the end of the day, I think, um, I think a lot more of, I think a lot more of the people that vote on this app, I think are true fans than they are. um, Than they are fans of of people. Right. Yeah. But my thing is, is that, if like, and I'm only using Connor because he's the biggest. If his fans were to get wind of that, and then that Khabib fight happened, you know damn well they would all go on that app and fucking ten eight, ten eight, ten eight McGregor, you know, because he they would just. I mean, and masses hear about it. He's got what would stop? I mean, that, they could, question. right? Um, nothing, I guess. But at the same time, I mean, there's some sports that do use that. Really. Yeah. Like American Idol does. They 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 could do something yeah. like that. That's what I'm saying. But, like, you can uh, – here, so this is, like, where – to beat the judges, right? Because sometimes it's like – you're like, what the fuck are these judges watching? Okay? And we, we see it all the fucking time. So here I am. I'm like, okay, what can we do to to beat the judges? I personally think that at the end of every UFC event, Dana White and the boys should get together. You know, they talk they talk about who's getting what for 50K or whatever, if there's any bonuses going out. Right. Then they should sit there and say, huh, okay, did fucking he really win that fight? You know, did, did Patty really win? And then they should go over it and say, okay, let's watch round one. Right, because it's really only fifteen minutes of their of their lives to watch it over, and they can fast forward through some shit. But you go through round one, and you say, "Huh, okay." Gordon threw majority of the punches. He had most of the ring control. He forced the action. Yeah. He wins round one. So you write down, Gordon wins round one. Round two comes. Okay, Patty fights back. Patty looks a little better. Patty wins round two. Watch the fight. You see it. Round three comes, and you're like, okay, Gordon's not as tired as Patty is. Patty's taking a fucking break while he's on his back. Uh, You know, like, he's, Gordon's wrestling. Gordon's still throwing punches. Gordon's still doing shit while Patty Pimblett's taking a fucking break in the third round. Yeah. And it's like, if they watch that, they're going to be like, holy shit. He fucking, he won round three. So he wins two out of three rounds. But so then he wins the fight the out of a three-round fight. Yeah, fuck yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, why not? All fans would call crazy shit on that, like, because you know, Jamie- I'm saying if it's questionable, though, right? Like, if that's something we watch and they take the time to sit there and fucking review so like it the, and redo it, the last light heavyweight title, if they went and did that and pulled out a winner, you don't think fucking either one of their fans would have went nuts? Fuck them. True. <laughs> True. Hey. At the end of the day, like, see, honestly, that fight, I probably wouldn't have fucking, I wouldn't have even bothered rewatching. Who fuck wants to rewatch that fight? Yeah, exactly. But like, but like that Patty versus Gordon fight, why not? The Costa versus Vandera fight, that should have well, been fucking rewatched. Example. Like, that's a perfect example. They are not going back watching that Patty fight and pulling it from them, even if they could see it clear as day. I agree. That's, that's their, their superstar. Star. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I mean, I, we need something to battle the fucking judges, man, because. Sometimes I feel like they don't even know what the fuck they're watching. We just need better judges, and we should not have judges yeah. that fucking... It shouldn't be the boxing scoring system, and it shouldn't be fucking any judges that come from boxing. It should be people no. in the mixed martial arts Ex-UFC world. fighters. Well, maybe because then they might have allegiances to gyms and stuff like that, but people who know martial arts, whether it's karate, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, whatever, and can actually know what the fuck is going on... You know, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe they're martial artists, but they haven't competed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But they change judges all the time too. Like on the cards, like not always the same judges are sitting down oh, at that I table. That. I just so think like if you more. have a, if you have, if I sit down and you know, um, I have it in with one of the guys on my, one of the guys at my gym is on that fight card. Okay, it's my time to come out. Now you come in. You know, oh, like. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, it, it, that's an easy situation to fix. Like, there's that. We could have fucking former referees come in. I mean, there's that's just... That's the key. The refs, they know the shit. Yeah, I just don't... I don't know, man. These judges are just fucking chalk sometimes. It's just so fucking annoying. Like, who it's the just fuck like, are these judges? What have yeah. they done? What are their credentials? Like... Yeah, I think you should have to have some sort of pre-existing fights. Something. Some some of these guys also been around the fucking league forever, but at the same time, it's just like they just don't know what the fuck they're calling, man. And I think sometimes it just ruins fights because it's just like I don't know what. Think about if Patty loses that fight, what happens, right? Like, what's next for Patty? Does he go down in fighting somebody? Does he move? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's who's his next opponent? That motherfucker puts on 50 pounds in between. Is is that shit fake or is that real? Those pictures. That's real. And I fucking hate it. That's crazy, dude. I hate it. So dumb. I mean, he gets huge, bro. Yeah. He literally gains like 25, 30 pounds, 50 pounds. I fucking hate it. His face is like so stupid. I want to see the man take a fight on short notice. I want to see it. But I'm not going to because he'd be fighting a fucking heavyweight. Like Bryce Mitchell did? Yeah. I was sad he lost. Listen, Ili Taporia is fucking nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Listen, I like Bryce Mitchell. He can say whatever the fuck he wants to say about that fight. Oh, I was sick. Battling yeah, the yeah, flu. Yeah. Short notice. Come fight him fucking healthy. And I think, guarantee you it goes the same way. And I Ili Taporia is unreal. But I don't think Bryce is at his uh, his uh, peak performance yet. I think he's got a, a little bit to go before he reaches that. He jumped ahead of himself way too quickly. Definitely. definitely. That was a fight he was not ready for. I agree. There's no way. Uh, 
mean, to, he wasn't ready for uh, to the jump right to an there. undefeated. Yeah, uh, to jump right to an undefeated fighter, and I fell into the he might win because Taporia is too invested in O'Malley, you know, and I took Bryce Mitchell, and I was like, then when that fight happened, I was like, why the fuck did I sit there and think that O'Malley was in Taporia's head? Like the hype train is real, man. I, that dude's fucking a freak, but you know, I'm listen. I want Bryce Mitchell to do well. I'm a fan. I do yeah. like him. Um, I follow him on all social media. I, yeah, I follow him on all social media sites. He's just a down to earth person. Like, Donald if you Sonny didn't know Jr. he was a UFC fighter, you, that's literally exactly it. This dude's from fucking Arkansas. Yeah, it's like, dude, what the fuck's from Arkansas? There, I don't know anything in this world that's Bill from Arkansas. Clinton, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That fucking got me beat. I don't know. You know, like at the end of the day, it's just like this guy's out here farming still. You know, yeah. he sold his truck. He put on TikTok. He was selling his truck. And he's like, this is my address. If you want to come look at my truck, come look at my truck. And it's like, wow, what fucking UFC fighters is like, hey, here's my address for real. But at the same time, what are you going to do? Come to his hundred acre fucking ranch and, and start some shit and then get guns and rifles, too. I, that's what I'm going to say. Like, what are you going to do? His dogs will probably fucking eat you alive. Yeah. Then he'll throw you in the pig pen and it's game over. You know, game like. <laughs> All right, because we got yeah, one, man, one more we got on here. I'm starving. You, I didn't realize we were nah, going to be on here for three. I didn't either, honestly. I had a blast this is on here, dude. the this longest one. Yeah, no, we just kind of been shooting shit. Um, Honestly. I'm just going to go over. Starving. Yeah. No, nah, we're good. I'm just going to go over. Remove, just. Now, I'm going to go over remove fighters, and then that'll be it. All right. Um, Mike Trezano, uh, Ultimate Fighter 27 winner. He was 4-3 and three in the UFC, won his last fight. Has no contract removal, so renewal. Um, so I don't know if he's coming agent. back or not. He's yes. up to be a free agent? And yep. let me ask you this. Is there any talk around him? Like, do you think another organization would want to sweep him up or – Honestly, with the way that psychopath is, I could see him going to the BKFC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude's nuts. So I could see that. Um, and they pay well, supposedly. Yo, yeah. Uh, Sahara Eubanks, uh, she missed weight last week, and her fight got canceled. And then prior to that, she suffered a TKO loss. So I'm assuming that she's just removed and not getting a contract renewal. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ludwig, uh, Sholon, Sholonian, he's the ultimate fighter, 29 contestant. He's 0-2 in the UFC. I'm going to just assume he's just removed. I don't think he's getting a contract renewal. So he was, uh, the- he didn't even win. He didn't even win the ultimate fighter. He was just a contestant on the show. Gotcha. And then they scooped him. In. Yeah, they do that sometimes. And then they, yeah, sometimes like, I think a couple big out of that guys, whole actually. thing, I want to say like four or five people from that episode were given secondary chances ah and i was gonna say i think other seasons too like i don't think it was just the winners that they brought i mean the winner definitely got the big contract and whatnot but yeah no but most of these other guys had to fight two got extra fights um Mm. jay perrin who lost the raw roses jr he may have silently retired why would you do that like why not have a go out with a little party uh because i'm gonna just Go ahead and say this as bluntly as possible. Nobody gives a shit about yeah. Jay Perrin. Okay. Hopefully, and especially after he was, 
after he kept saying, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to send this kid back to the bus. He'll be licking windows. Um, oh, yeah. He should. Yeah, he he. I don't know why he's in the ring when he should be writing an essay and then it gets fucking smoked. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, you can't talk shit like that and then have your face handed to you. Exactly. Especially two minutes and 44 seconds into the first round. Yeah. Um, to calling him a little boy and shit, saying he can't fight grown men. Uh, looks like he whooped the grown man's ass. I was just going to say, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think he just silently retired. Uh, that's I that. everything I read kind of hinted at that. Uh, Rollin Paiva, he lost to O'Malley uh, and Sergey Morozov. He's three and four in the UFC. I don't know if he's getting a renewal, to be honest. I I doubt it. Uh, he might just we might just see the last of him there. Do and then obviously, zero, do people have zero up? fights left on their contract and then um like don't have a new contract and get fights or they have to have a new contract before? Um, like, be I'm not like sure. Almost- so like, so like Jared Vandera, his last fight was against Costa. That was the last fight on his contract. Um. But like Ngannou, now he's I think he waiting had for fights left on his contract, and they let him out of it. So as a champion, you're never gonna make it. You're not good enough. There's a million other people with the same stuff. You really think you're different, and you must be kidding. Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it. It's impossible. It's not probable. You're irresponsible. Too many obstacles. You gotta stop it, though. You gotta take it slow. You can't be a pro. Don't waste your time no more. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove. I'm gonna make my move. I'm gonna make it soon, and I'll do.